0: Okay.
1: Welcome in, everybody of the MIFFL League. My name is Zach, a.k.a. Schultze, and I am super pumped to be doing this with you guys. We are kicking off a new project, doing personalized podcasts for Dynasty Leagues, Keeper Leagues. If you got a fantasy league and want some new people to talk about it rather than your loser friends in the league, well, find some losers like us to do it, because we're here. <laughs> so we're gonna just gonna kick it around. I got Alex up here above me, Dennis in the corner, and Ryan on the bottom with me. We're kind of brady bunching it up over here, but well, you know, it's all good. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, we're just gonna kick it through. We're gonna give you guys a rundown. We broke it up by division. I've got um the northwest, Alex has northeast, Dennis has the Southwest and Ryan has Southeast um, So we're just going to go one by one For you guys um, Talk about your teams Maybe get a, each other's input And maybe offer some suggestions On you know how to build in the draft Maybe some moves you'd like to make um, Or maybe how we'd handle your season If we were the manager uh, We're just going to have some fun here Probably maybe roast a few of you um, Maybe roast each other Who the fuck knows We're just here to have a good time Anywho, let's kick it off. And the first team I'm going to be talking today is with Human Missile, and we we got ourselves a little squad here, guys. I like this one to kick it off first because my, the first two keepers we got here, Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, it's a one QB league. I'm keeping two quarterbacks if I'm him. We got Justin Fields just absolutely owning everything coming off last season. I expect him to hit the ground running literally. Passing game's coming in hot. DJ Moore, I love Justin Fields this year. And you get to back him up with Tua. I mean, you got the huge ceiling here. You got a little bit of health risk. um, But Tua's in the literal perfect offense for his skill set. He's got massive playmakers around him. You are set, my friend, at quarterback. If there's one thing quarterback-wise, I might take a stab at, like, a cheap guy late, you know, with some big upside. Um, I'm a Sam Howell guy. I, I like that he can run. And I think he's going to get a shot in a lot of garbage time. So, that might be, like, a cool guy I'm, I'm thinking about stashing. Running backs. First up, we got Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, James Conner, Raheem Moster are the four I'm keeping. That's a nice, nice little core here. You're talking Jacobs and Sanders. You could potentially be moving forward with those guys for a long time still. Um, Connor, absolute smash spot this year. I don't get why he's not being talked about more. Arizona did nothing to upgrade that that their running back room. Definitely, he was already getting all of the carries when Kyler was hurt. His points just skyrocket. I, this doesn't make any sense to me. You're you're keeping Connor. You aren't thinking twice. He's your running back three. Who? Let's go. In Moster, he's just he's just a solid dude. He gets his games every year. People get hurt. He gets hurt too. Shit. But he's just a he's just a solid asset to have. And to knock him as your running back four, I feel really comfortable about that. And you you might be looking to add a little bit of depth here, but to start your season off. That, that's a nice little room you got. Over to wide receivers, we're talking Chris Olave and Calvin Ridley. Whew, my boy Calvin Ridley, I can't wait to watch him. Uh, but Chris Olave, he, what a rookie season for this dude. I mean, coming out of Ohio State, he was kind of afterthought a little bit because of the other dudes, and he sure showed showed his worth, man. Um, Really excited to see what he does this year. And especially with Derek Carr, um, Carr takes a lot of flack, but he's just he's just good. Like he's nothing, he's not elite, but he's just a good quarterback. And obviously, I consider that an upgrade over uh, Jameis and Andy Dalton. Uh, so I expect Alave to have another wonderful year, and you get to keep him for a very very long time, my friend. So bravo there. I'm also keeping Tyler Boyd to round you out there for three wide receivers. So. Definitely looking to attack there some more. Three isn't super deep, considering especially some of the other teams uh, who will be keeping more. And But Tyler Boyd is just a, another solid option to have. Um, he gets, a, obviously, all the slot snaps there in Cincinnati and high-flying passing offensive targets come, and he's proven really reliable for Burrow. So I'm slapping him in as the other keeper. And the last one on this team, Evan Ingram. Um damn did this dude show a uh, hardcore Jags fan here says uh, obviously by the hat and the Trevor Lawrence poster behind me um I was out on this dude when they signed him. I was like, this dude can't catch like he just I don't want to spend the money on this guy like what the crap I thought I was right and then I don't know what clicked with the guy, but all of us actually I know what clicked Doug Peterson clicked and this dude is legit now. He like he's finally in a system where they're using his his athleticism right on these little drag route, option route, stuff like that. Where I feel like you used to watch the Giants and they're like, you big, fast, strong man, run down the seam. And that's all they did. And I don't know, Doug has been a wizard for this guy. And so to round, round out, uh, get yourself a nice starting tight end. I like I like this uh pack of 10 keepers a lot. Um I think you could, you might find yourself making a run here this year. Uh, if things fall the right way, get some injuries, you never know. Um, but sky's looking up here for Human Missile. And if things don't maybe fall the way you want, you could maybe sell off a couple guys, add some picks. But overall, I, I like the uh, the position this team's moving right now. Uh, not a lot, a lot of nice young pieces, and. I mean, yeah, we're talking four four good running backs and two solid quarterbacks to kick you off. I like it. I think you're in a good position moving forward. Anyone got any thoughts? Yeah, I can jump in real quick.
2: I I, I agree with you. I think everything this is like one of the more well rounded rosters out of the entire league, I think. Cause I mean, of course they're Top heavy with Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders and running back and stuff like that. But like you said, James Conner is a three. You can't beat that. I'm a huge James Conner uh, apologist. I had him ranked entirely too high last year, but it kind of proved me right towards the end of the season with how well he kind of popped off. And we, like you said, we don't know how long Kyler Murray is going to miss. So when Kyler Murray's off the field, it's all James Conner inside the 20s. So he's going to have high touchdown percentage. Um, great wide receiver room really he in the draft he's kind of set up perfectly he can kind of just go best player available first couple rounds and really make his roster nice and nice and rounded out and should make a deep a deep playoff run honestly as long as injuries don't hold you back
1: yeah i think there's a pretty clear path forward here and a lot of options and wiggle room to kind of like make the path your own but play these cards right and this is gonna be a powerhouse for a while 100 percent
0: yeah having pick 108 is clutch just because uh he's probably going to get a wide receiver that can help him out if not this year in the future um and i definitely agree i think that running back room is pretty solid and if things don't go his way he's positioned well to kind of reload a little bit because he is old in
1: a couple spaces yeah that's true All right, we're going to move it on over to the Northeast Division. Alex, who is your first team for us, man?
3: Got to unmute myself first. Um, First team is Kanto Bright. Um, This guy took over the franchise two years ago. Um, The roster was in awful shape. Um, To be honest, I mean, it's been two years, and this team is still looking like a rebuild. Unfortunately not a ton of pieces you know to deal away to really drive a strong rebuild or a turnaround now he drew the 101 in the draft lottery but the pick is no longer theirs he traded it away I don't know what the deal was um, I didn't look that far back in the league history but he doesn't have that pick which crushes this team I mean he could really really use that 101 at this point even if he's just selling it off Um And then we'll just get to the quarterbacks. Jared Goff is his quarterback, you know, the number one there. Could argue with Russell Wilson could be the number one. Um, But Goff is my dynasty QB 24. Um, He was quarterback 14 in fantasy points per game last year. He's got an explosive offense. Good weapons with Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams. Jameer Gibbs they just drafted in the first round. Um, That's going to help that offense be even more explosive, more efficient. And the sneaky ad of Marvin Jones, which is really going to help in the absence of Jamison Williams. Um, they drafted Hendon Hooker in the third round, I know. But how often do we see a third-round quarterback become franchise guys? I mean, it happens, but not often. Especially um,
1: 25-year-old third-round quarterbacks. Exactly, mm-hmm.
3: exactly. Coming off the ACL and you know all that <laughs> shit. Um, I mean, that that team seems pretty satisfied moving forward with Jared Goff as the QB1 for the next couple of seasons at least. Um, so I'm not I'm not worried about him and Hooker sitting there. Um, his other quarterback is Russell Wilson, who's my QB 18 in Dynasty. Um, we all know he was awful last year. I was all in on that Broncos offense. Yeah. You that didn't work, hey, who out well. <laughs> that did not work out well. That um, didn't work out well. I mean, he, he was terrible, but how much of that was the terrible coaching environment, the team environment? I don't necessarily think that Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson, mainly because I don't really believe that coaches have that big of an influence on player performance, but he will do a better job of kind of like setting things up around Rust, you know, with scheme, play calling, et cetera, to give him, you know, the best chance to succeed. Um, so I do think Russell Wilson can have a, back, a bounce back season. Um, he's got decent weapons, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Greg Dulcich, Marvin Mims. He can be that field stretcher from the slot. Um, Tim Patrick coming back from the ACL injury, suffered last year, gives him a little bit more depth to work with. Um, his other quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, we're obviously not keeping him. He's dealing with a foot injury. Um, I'm not really convinced that things are going to go that well for him in Vegas. And you know, that's really all I have to say about uh, Garoppolo. Uh, moving to running back, Javante Williams. He's my RB16 in Dynasty. Obviously, we know he's coming off that <clears throat> severe. ACL injury, he tore multiple ligaments in that knee, I believe. Kind of a, a J.K. Dobbins type of injury. and We saw how long it took mm-hmm. Dobbins to come back um, from that. I would not be surprised if he's not ready to start the season or even at 100% at all in 2023. I mean, he was pretty awesome before the injury, though. It looked like he was kind of like a budding star, but he's still 23, just turned 23 in April. Um, hopefully he can return to form in twenty twenty four. That's really my optimism on Javante. I'm not I'm not that excited about him in 2023 and like in redraft leagues, I'm not drafting Javante.
1: You're driving a stake right through Dennis's heart right now. I'm sorry. I'm literally wearing a Javante shirt. I love Javante. Let's wait till 2024.
3: Don't listen.
0: He's great, Canto.
3: <laughs> I traded uh, I traded Javante in one of my dynasty leagues last year before the injury. I got T Higgins, kind of a rebuild team. So I'm liking the way that one turned out. Yeah, um, that was yeah. about yeah, yeah, that back. Back, dude. Oh my gosh! Um, and he's got David Montgomery, RB 30 in dynasty. I've never been a David Montgomery guy. He's kind of always been overvalued in my opinion, but this year. I'm in this year. He's a great value in redraft and in dynasty. Um, Everyone is hyped up about Jameer Gibbs and I expect Dave Montgomery or they expect Dave Montgomery to basically be like his backup. I don't think that's how this is going to play out. Um, I expect Montgomery to expect him to handle a pretty heavy workload and also catch some passes uh, more than most are expecting. Um, It's a good Lions offense. I mean, Jamal Williams scored what 17 touchdowns in that offense last year. Um, I think we'd all agree that Montgomery is better than uh, Jamal Williams, like across the board. Um, he's always not going to score 17 touchdowns, but he can be can be a thousand yard rusher, 10 touchdowns, 30 catches. Uh, I'll take that.
1: He doesn't uh, touch him in swag level though. Mm, that's that spicy. Is true. That is that's true. spicy. A thousand yards
0: for Montgomery. I think he can get there.
3: I think he can get there. So I do like Montgomery, but not necessarily for this team in particular. Montgomery is 26 years old. He's passed the AJ packs for running backs. This is a rebuild team, you know, a few weeks into the season when Montgomery is coming off of a hundred yard, two touchdown performance, you know, maybe you trade his ass for a second and call it a day and move on. Um, then that gives us uh, Antonio Gibson. He's an RB 32 in dynasty for me. Um, there's been some chatter that Gibson could finally get some more touches in that Every Washington year. offense. I know, I know, but I, I believe it this year. <laughs> I hope you're right. I, I'm there pretty was, happy There was a comment percent. today. Wasn't there a comment today? I, I just glanced he, at it, but he said something today. He's a matchup
0: um, nightmare or something like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Um, Rivera, he's made these comments about wanting to get him more involved, and some of them were unprompted, which makes me believe them a little bit more. Um okay. Maybe Eric enemy has talked some sense into him. I don't know, um, but I do believe that Gibson is ten times like ten times more talented than Brian Robinson. Yeah, well, maybe I'm in the minority, but um, Robinson's like your typical between the tackles, non explosive like grinder running back. Gibson's a big dude with incredible athleticism and explosion. Um, he was a receiver in college, so we know he's good in the passing game. Um, he was top twelve in target share yards per reception, yards per route in twenty twenty two. And he was a top twenty running back in each of his first two seasons. Ran for a thousand yards in twenty twenty one. I think that is forgotten by a lot of people. Um the other running backs on this roster, you know, we can forget about them. It's Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. They're both free agents. I think Gordon's done. Um Fournette should get an opportunity to sign somewhere else this year, but I'm still waiting for him to they're... sign
2: with Baltimore. They always they always <laughs> seem to sign one veteran. I mean, yeah, like, the, perfect guy. the washed up <laughs> guy. Right. Yeah. Mark Ingram all over again. Yep.
3: Um, all right, so let's go to wide receiver. Jerry Judy, he's my wide receiver 35 in Dynasty. Um Judy was kind of under the radar good last year. Um he was wide receiver 19 in fantasy points per game, 16th in yards after the catch. He's only 24. Um could be a bounce back year for the Broncos offense, like I talked about with Russell Wilson. Uh Mike Williams. Dude just can't stay healthy. It's just unfortunate because he's he's such a playmaker when he's out there. He does make plays. He's still tied to Justin Herbert. High pass volume offense. Lots of yards, red zone trips, touchdown opportunities. Um, Wide receiver 20 in fantasy points per game last year. Wide receiver 13 in 2021. Um, He's also got Odell Beckham. He didn't play in 2022. He'll turn uh, 31 during the season. Um, Kind of surprised he's that old, to be honest with you. Kind of feel like his career just went like that. Mike Williams um,
0: is kind of
2: old too. Yeah, he is. He is what he's 28? twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Isn't that crazy? I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that earlier this offseason. He know, must really have been huge. kinda old
1: when he was drafted, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I
3: think so. <clears throat> um, he's got Juju, wide receiver fifty-eight for me in Dynasty. He kinda sort of resurrected his career a bit in Kansas City. He'll slide into that Jacoby Myers role, I think. But it is a run first offense. Um, and he's got Curtis Samuel and Chase Claypool. But they're wide receiver threes on their own team, um, both in low volume passing offenses. Um, Claypool is my wide receiver 67, Samuel, wide receiver 72. Um, at tight end, he's got Foster Moreau and Zach Ertz. I don't really have much to say about these guys. Moreau, he was diagnosed with cancer, but it looks like he's going to be okay to play. He did participate in some offseason work. Um, I've always liked Moreau. I've loved Moreau for his entire career, kind of been like a truther guy for me, um, but he's kind of a dart throw at this point. Or it's coming off the ACL, likely to miss at least the early portion of the season. He's 32. Um, As far as strengths for this team, I don't think it really has any. To be honest with you, this team (laughs) is weak. This team is weak across the board. Damn. Sorry, sorry. We went there. We did say we were going to roast you a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Keepers for me, pretty easy. It's Russell Wilson, Javante Williams. David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Odo Beckham, Juju. And then we get to kind of a little bit of a decision point here. Um, Jared Goff would be my ninth choice here. Um, and then I would go Chase Claypool over Curtis Samuel. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I would take Claypool over Curtis Samuel. I think he's got just a little bit more name value. Maybe you could get a little bit more for him
1: in a trade. Um, I, I would lean Claypool only for red zone.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's got the higher upside of the two. Um, but you do get those sweet rushing attempts with Curtis Samuel if you want to tack those on. You it know, true. he might and get Claypool's a, a free agent, so He he, he might, was he
0: might get a better opportunity next year. And Samuel after, was in, if someone signs him. Mm. Samuel was he was kind of good at the beginning of last year That's fell off. I love Curtis Samuel. I can't lie.
2: <laughs> well, so, so does uh, so does his head coach, but now he says he loves Gibson, so we'll have to see. Yeah, who knows? A uh, lot, lot of Broncos on this team. I wonder if someone's a Denver
0: Broncos fan. Could We're be Denver.
3: a Broncos fan, yeah.
0: I think they joined us as being all in on the Broncos last year. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: as far as trade suggestions for this team, I'm selling off just about anyone I can for whatever I can. Yeah. Um, a couple of your veterans should be able to sell like in August or during the season, um, but this team needs to get younger and bring in some talent pretty badly. Um, my trade targets would be pretty much draft picks. Um, I'd build around some young wide receivers. Um, I'd be looking for wide receivers who have kind of a secure quarterback situation, um, pass heavy offense. I mean, that's, you know, wishful thinking. You can get somebody like that, but Um, You don't really have the ammunition to go get any of the big guns with what you have on this roster, but at least start collecting what you can um, at that position and running back, running back would be the last position you need to address. Just wait until the rest of your roster is ready to compete before you invest significantly into the running back position. Um, Looking at the draft for this team, he's got no first round pick as we talked about at the beginning. Um, My strategy would be pretty basic. Just go productive struggle, throw darts at these young High ceiling players and hope you get a hit. Um, it's going to be ugly. It's going to take a couple years to be competitive for this team. I think.
1: That's all I got. One on one. one thing I would take um, on a team like this is I'm a huge like go get your guy proponent. You you've got the chance to to paint your easel, man. Plant your flag on 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 your guys and go get a mm-hmm. couple and and build the way you want to build because you, you've got the chance.
2: Yeah, and I would say really, like he said, sell everyone you can. The only guys I would even hold on to is Judy and Javante. They're both younger, and you know you're going to get your returns on Javante as long as he heals. And you might even start to see that at the end of this year. So don't even sell him right now. If you do want to sell him, wait until he does something by the end of the year. And when, the news, and your... when the news is coming out, like, Javante's about to be back. Everybody's all pumped
3: up. That's the time to stick him on your block.
2: Yep, stick him there. He's And you'll get the returns for him because people – They're still hyped for Javante. Oh, yeah. So think about how much that value will skyrocket. Dennis will buy him.
3: Dennis will buy him. Absolutely. (laughs) Right now.
1: What's the (laughs) offer?
2: (laughs) All right. Who's up next?
1: All right. We're going to jump into the southeast, which is our dude, Ryan.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to start with Log Legends here. He's got... uh, this is an impressive roster, I think, especially when you're, you're you when you look at it, especially how I kind of have it broken down here. I'm just going to talk about the guys that I'm keeping uh, in terms of suggestions all the way down. Um, so starting off with Justin Herbert, if you, last season was a bit of a disappointment for Justin Herbert, if you had Justin Herbert, you know, the struggles that you went through, especially and it was mainly because of his offensive coordinator didn't know how to use him um and the uh keenan allen injury that happened i think it was was it the first 10 weeks something like that where he was out um and then you've got mike williams that pretty much went out as soon as keenan allen went back so he never had his full complement of weapons now you're going to start the season with a healthy keenan allen a healthy mike williams Quentin Johnston in there who's basically mike williams light he's going to take over from mike williams at some point in that role um gerald everett at tight end austin eckler's back in the room and he's not angry anymore because he got his incentives added to his contract so he'll get his hundred targets um i think a big bounce back for justin herbert is possible this year of the the top four quarterbacks that i kind of separate from the rest of the group with like hertz allen mahomes and burrow herbert's the guy that i think is going to jump into that tier of elite quarterbacks that you can't you know, you could separate from the rest of the entire pack and not worry about it. They can give you a true, you know, weekly tier break like Travis Kelsey gives you that weekly advantage to tight end over everybody else in your league. So uh, you definitely keep him. There's no question about that. McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne at running back. I don't think I have to speak too much on McCaffrey. Um, we all know how good he is. He's the one-on-one in basically every single league. It doesn't matter your format. Um, Jonathan Taylor, there's some people that are a little bit worried about JT. I'm not. um, He'll come back. He'll come back strong. Having a rushing quarterback and not a statue of Matt Ryan is going to make opening up lanes for him so much easier this year. I'm not worried about the injuries. Running backs who get that kind of workload, they just get hurt at some point. I mean, it even happened to Derrick Henry a couple years ago, and he came back the next season perfectly fine. So I'm not worried about that. You've got two top five running backs right there. And then ETN, you know. People are worried about Tank Bigsby. I'm not too worried about Tank Bigsby. He'll take some goal line work away, but ETN's the guy who either gains one yard or he gains 10 on every single rush. So you're going to get your yardage. He's shot out of a cannon every time he touches the ball. And I think you'll see his target share go up a little bit. He weirdly wasn't targeted the way that you would think he should have been last year. He didn't amass a higher target share than a, that. A, the high target share that I think people really thought he was going to. Um, so you've got that upside to look forward to as well. Uh, wide receiver room is great as well. You've got Keenan allen to kind of stack with uh, Justin Herbert. God hope he stays healthy for you. um Hopkins, we don't know where he's gonna go obviously, so uh, his value is kind of TBD. If he goes to New England like it's kind of sounding like he might. I don't know how much I would love him. I mean he's still a wide receiver too at the very least, but. His ceiling definitely comes down quite a bit in a Bill Belichick offense with Mac Jones. CD Lamb, you don't need to really worry about CD Lamb too much. Just know that his target share may come down with the addition of Brandon Cooks and then the switch to Brian Schottenheimer as the OC. Still, the dumbest move of the offseason, in my opinion, was firing Kellen Moore, who is top seven, <laughs> three out of the last four years. And then he has a bad year last year. And they're just like, ah, just get rid of him. we we'll- got to run the damn ball, ringer. though. And well, they, they fired him. the wrong guy? Yeah, big time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not Eagles bias either. That's just smart. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. you. <laughs> um, but Lamb will still be a top 12 wide receiver. I've got no worries. Mike Evans, everybody hates Mike Evans now. And I get that, but I think he's going to be perfectly fine. I mean, he's your wide receiver four at this point, basically. So you can throw him in your flex and hope that he gets that big boom week. Um, I love Kadarius Tony. He's one of my favorite late round picks this year. Uh, I did my projections on him, and I, he's statted for a lot of targets in my opinion as the number one right now in KC. So I think he can take over that role. Um, so he's got a wide range of outcomes. But as your wide receiver five, you're fine. And then Waller's got a case to jump back into the top five at tight end. He's probably going to lead the Giants in targets. So this is another team. You know, now we've gotten through four of these guys, and I think this one is a strong contender to make a deep playoff run as long as you know it can stay healthy i don't think you're really losing many pieces by dropping off uh foreman damian harris kyron williams and jordan mason into the the free agent pool so i love it i I wouldn't do too much to it i don't think i would i mean the only thing that i can think of is is if you want to try and pair someone with mike evans to maybe upgrade your wide receiver uh four spot because you might be worried about Hopkins going somewhere like New England, maybe do that. But I don't think you need to make a ton of moves, and you can kind of just let the draft fall to you and and really work uh, work on getting some younger players
1: in the earlier rounds to move on <clears throat> into next year. Yeah, I like this team. I think they're moving in a good direction. Um, this was the back-to-back champion until this past season, um, to where he didn't even make the playoffs which is kind of a surprising uh, thing to learn here. Now, a little birdie tells us that log legends here is a ruthless competitor, very one-sided in trade negotiations. I respect the, uh, the grind to build this squad, but don't be that guy, man. You got, you can't be that guy. Look, we've all been that guy. When we first started playing, nobody wants to play with that guy. You gotta start (laughs) giving up some goods, buddy.
0: Well, especially considering how old his wide receiver room is getting. They're Uh good. And if you want, I I would 100% run it out again this year and see what happens. He's got one more run with those guys. Yeah, like Ryan was saying, if you're looking to kind of get younger, that's the freaking spot. And if you want to be totally one-sided, it's going to be really hard to pluck these young assets from people.
2: Yeah, because you can move into next year with Lamb and Tony, no problem. But I can't promise you you're going to get good returns for Evans, Hopkins, and Allen going into 2024. Definitely not Evans.
3: And those yeah. running backs are going to get old fast too. You know how quickly nice. those running backs go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Go we're going to kick it over to the Southwest. Our man Dennis, start us Alrighty. off. All righty. So
0: we got. I'm going to start with Grow It Out. Um. Seems like it's a blue blood franchise. So one of the you know the pillars of the league. Um. So in my opinion, I think it's the best team in this division. Um, I don't think it's particularly close, no offense, uh, to Blar and uh, Vito. But um, I think you can make another run with this squad, especially if you can somehow find a way to get an RB2. Um, I ranked the top ten assets on this team in the following order. Um, Tyreek is number one. He is a case to be wide receiver one this year. Um, He could have broken if Tua could have stayed healthy. The uh, NFL yardage record last year, he was on pace. Um, He's insane. Uh, Cooper Cupp, uh wide receiver one, two, two years ago. Like he's just incredible. Right. Um, So to start off with those two kind of wide receivers insane, you got Derrick Henry. That's my third guy. Um, You know, when will the wheels fall off? People have been saying it for four years now. Hand up me. Never. Been it's wrong. never going to happen. He's I've been gonna wrong run it for years. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I've just stopped picking the take. I don't know when it's going to happen. I, 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 Jumped on the middle. I'm not. I'm not taking a take on him. Um, but Dude, honestly, they've been
1: they've been doing routine maintenance on that tractor. It's gonna be running a long time. <laughs> <Tractor Cito. laughs>
0: um And like, what else do they have in that offense? I mean, they gotta give him the ball twenty five times. Uh, Debo, I love Debo. It's uh, the number four. Um, he had a bad year last year. Hand up. Even he said himself. He said he's never gonna put tape out like that again. Um, I think he has a bounce back year for sure. Um, Terry McLaurin. Um, That's a good wide receiver room, man. Uh, Who knows how Howell's going to be? But he's definitely not going to be, like, double teamed and you know, all the attention just because if you do, you're going to get burned everywhere else. Uh, We've talked about the running back room for Washington. Um, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, good players. So um, I'm low-key kind of excited about the Washington offense for the first time I've ever said those words in that order.
2: I find myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. It's exciting. I don't know why. It could be horrible, but I'm There's excited. There's so many it. value players for drafts, like right? Dotson and Gibson, and shoot, I love Logan Thomas for absolutely no reason. So I'll probably have him. <laughs> I've got him in so many best balls in my last hey, round. So. He's tall. That's
0: that's right. <laughs> you
2: can't teach height.
0: Um, Dennis
1: loves that because he's so short.
0: <laughs> you don't have to put me out like that. They didn't hey, yeah, I'm 5'3. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I can't I can't argue. He might, yeah, he has a foot plus on me. Um moving on. <laughs> uh, I have Kyler as my number six. Rondale is my number seven. Uh Patty F, number eight, nine, Gino, and ten, Wandale. Um, you know, after those first five guys, it gets a little bit um. Look, not as clear cut. So let me get into that. So Kyler, I know he's probably going to start the year, not playing week one. However, when he plays, he is still a top level quarterback. He's someone I want to like hitch my horse to. There's only so few quarterbacks that can actually be a top five guy each week. And in a one QB league, that's such a ledge, like a, an edge on the, the rest of your competitors. Um, And so I'm going to roll the dice, especially when you have a guy like Gino, who I think is going to be, you know, real solid top 12, like 10 to 14 range most weeks. But until Kyler's ready, you got that backup guy ready to go. You know, he's got three solid wide receivers. The only team that can really um, argue with Cincinnati as far as the best wide receiver room is Seattle. Uh, So I like Gino with Kyler as kind of like a pairing to get that QB1 number. Rondell, um, Rondell Moore, I, mean, you know, I know he's little. I know he's never really like had a full season. But in certain parts of the season, for stretches, he's been a really quality guy. Um, and with Newcomkins gone, there's a lot of targets to happen.
2: Uh, that I'm a big Rondale suck. fan. So oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. Rondale is a guy that I've grabbed everywhere. And when he's on the field, he averages like in half PPR, I think it's like nine points per game. So that mm-hmm. target share is only going to go up and he's getting the little dink dunk passes. <laughs> he's just got to stay healthy.
1: Yeah. yeah Honestly, it's a I'm healthy. not a Rondell guy. Um, last year showed me, I don't think he is anything that special because he got hurt and fucking Greg Dort was tearing it up. So it maybe, maybe with Greg the Rondale was better than you think, and it's not Rondale's fault. <laughs> Greg is <Dorsche's>
2: good. <laughs> I like what Ryan said. <laughs> yeah. I got to defend. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean the dude, he's a mighty mouse. You know, he's squatting six hundred pounds at five seven. He's he's a yak monster. He just like Ryan said, got to stay healthy. Um, Friar moves sneakily is a really good tight end. Um, his target share is way better than I thought would keep up post Big Ben. I thought when Big Ben was there, he would do well. I actually sold him in one of my leagues after his rookie year because I'm like, I think he's going to kind of become just a guy. But I think Fireman could push into that top eight range for tight ends. Um, so that's real solid, um, especially for a competing roster to have a young tight end that you just don't have to worry about. Like, I'm good. Let me load up a wide receiver and running back. Um, and then Wondell Robinson. Um, there's a lot of options here. I personally love Wondell uh, based on my Ron- Rondell love you can probably guess i'm a short king kind of guy yeah. um we're in agreement here <laughs> yeah but he's a target monster he's got to stay healthy again that's what kind of happens with the short kings they get banged up because there's a lot of big dudes out there um but that would be what what i would do just because of you are kind of an older aged roster and so mm-hmm. to have a young guy who could develop on your team and then somewhat have some viability this year is helpful But if you want to swap in, you know, Alec Pierce, or if you want to swap in Penny, Zonovan Knight, even the Gus Bus, just kind of load up for this last run, I get that 100%. Me personally, I would try to somewhat hedge a little bit and keep some of those young wide receivers because they keep their value longer, but I would get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Strength of the team, wide receiver. I mean, you got four dudes that are just going to ball out like you straight up do. Two, three years, you're great there. I think each of them will lead their team in, you know, as far as fantasy production. Um, And I think that they're – I know some of them are pushing kind of up there like Cooper Cup and stuff, but I think you'll be fine age-wise, That they'll still be good. And then – so if I were you, like I said – oh, 110. You do have your first-round pick. So that's interesting. For a team like you, pick 110. It's not going to help you this year, most likely. So I'd be looking to kind of flip that during the draft if that's possible. I don't know how your league works. Or pick a guy that you think falls and see if you can package them for that RB2 like I talked about. I would not force running back with pick 110. I would take best player available, especially a young guy, and see if you can flip them for somebody else that is either underperforming or maybe coming off an injury, young, that kind of thing.
1: I think that's a pretty solid assessment of that team. My one concern would be going for it here and the pieces that we've got here have the possibility to just fall apart. I mean, Mm -hmm. wide range Hill and cup both have shown that they could, you know, sustain like, I mean, Tyreek's had some little Nick Nicks in the past that he's missed games. Cup has actually missed a whole bunch of time last year. Who knows with McLaurin? I mean, he's, he's kind of shown to be QB proof too, but I don't know. I I think this team they've got a really good shot to make a run, but I I see the inverse potentially happening too. Absolutely. And if they wanted to
0: blow it up, now is a perfect time because mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot for these pieces. Um, so I kind of went like, for example, like they could tear down at certain positions, like maybe take Tyreek and trade him for Burks, a first, and maybe something else, like an upside dark throat kind of guy. So mm-hmm. if they want to go that route, like maybe they start three and four, it's not really their season. I get it. Um, but it's hard to have a team that's primed and like a true competitor for the ch- for the championship. So I get it. They're like, yo, I want to go one more time because it sucks donating your, you know, buy into the champion every year.
2: Yeah. And, and he's in the division to make the run happen too, you know, like he, he can very well make a run in this division if he wanted to. So it's tough. I think it's one of those things where you wait a couple games and see how your season's gonna start going. And then if you start to feel like it's not gonna happen, start selling because you got Agreed. pieces that people are gonna want and really want. Like you said, Tyreek, Cup, all those types of guys. Like I'm a sucker. I'll if I got a good team, I'll trade everything I can get to get those pieces up in a keeper league to make that really deep playoff run. So you'll find guys like that no matter what.
1: All right, cool. I'm going to swing it back here, back to my division, the Northwest. I'm going to go into our guy, Mookie. Um, unfortunately, Mookie, you probably aren't even going to hear this because I hear you have poor league participation. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame. Stumbles into a good team every few years. That's Damn, that must up. be nice. <laughs> Someone's got to text you to make sure the keepers are in or to change your lineup. Oh, no, man, Mookie. Mookie, Mookie, Mookie. Mookie. We, we, we uh-huh. got some talking to do, and it ain't about your roster, buddy. But we're going to talk about the roster instead. We got Joe Burrow at quarterback. Ryan already alluded to. That's a dude, a set-it-and-forget-it guy. Um, no worries there. Ain't no thing for Joe Burrow. Uh, running backs. Saquon Barkley, Latavius Murray, Najee Harris, Jeff Wilson, Alexander Madison. I'm throwing out Murray and Wilson Latavius Murray was kind of a nice little thing down the stretch last year. He might be a thorn in the Buffalo offense at best. So wouldn't even bother there. Same thing with Jeff Wilson is just kind of buried in Miami. Um, he's still there, right? I didn't just totally mess that up. Okay, cool. I said Miami. And for some reason in my head, I was like, you just, you just blew that. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, damn fool. (laughs) Um, Dropping him. We're keeping Madison, obviously. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a workhorse like Dalvin was, but you're still keeping him, like you're you're done. Right. Yeah, to take him as your third, your third running back on this squad, hell yeah. I'm all in for that. Uh wide receivers, this is where it gets a little, little tricky for you. Um, you've got iuk Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Elijah Moore, Romeo Dobbs, and Sky Moore. Depending on your direction, man, you've got some choices to make. Now I'm going to skip ahead. You got Travis Kelsey, so we're in there. Enough said. Um, So with the three running backs, Kelsey and Burrow, are at five. And this, keeping five of this group, for me personally, if you are going to compete this year, which I definitely think you can, I'm keeping Ayuk. Feeling Johnson, Cooks, and more. Elijah Moore. However, if you decide, hey, maybe I want to get a little weird, you know, maybe trade some pieces, you know, do a little building. If you don't think you're quite there, maybe you keep uh sky more, or maybe you take a shot at Romeo Dobbs. Who's to say, but if I'm doing it, I'm not keeping Dobbs. I'm not keeping sky more. I'm just buying the dudes who have already showed me something and yeah, Adam Thielen is old. He's still going to get targets. It's going to be a come from behind garbage time offense. So I'm not concerned at all about Thielen. Elijah Moore is kind of in the same boat where I'm not super sure what to expect, but I, I like him more than those other two that I'm dropping for sure. Um, Cleveland is going to be a a good offense and I expect Watson to bounce back some, I don't, I don't want him to fuck that guy, but he'll be better. Um, (laughs) and Brandon cooks, I'm all in on this dude has just been just good. just really good. His whole career. He gets traded around and he's just good everywhere. So like now he is. Well, shoot, he's been on some damn good offenses now that I just thought about that. He's with at a the, thousand yards with with the Drew Brees Saints, the those Rams, yeah, he's Brady. he's been on some teams. Yeah, yeah, shit, I forgot he was with the Patriots. He's been the primarily Rams. one
2: too. Now he doesn't have to be. Now CeeDee yeah. right. can take all the big coverage, and now it's Brandon Cooks going up against your cornerback number two.
0: And yeah, they complement each other really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They do have very complimentary skill sets, that's for sure. Um. I expect a huge year out of Brandon cooks. Like I said, he's just a good football player. And I think a lot of times in fantasy, we overlook dudes like that because you watch them and like nothing like super flashy jumps at you. But like the dude is just damn good at football. So don't overthink it. It's the shiny new toy thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You're probably not even going to listen to me say that Mookie. So whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One um, thing
0: I would keep Sky over Thielen just as a hedge, just because, like, a lot of guys don't do well year one.
1: I would that's keep it. fair, just because it's Casey. in the offense. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> the, the upside that Sky more potentially has. Yes, I can see it, and I wouldn't fault anyone for making that move. I personally wouldn't. Um, moving forward, you've got your pick at 106, which I mean, Good. you should be able to get a solid player here. I would probably, if I had to give you a lean, I'd lean running back at six. You should be able to get something okay still, um, and like you're keeping five receivers. So, but really, you've got some directions here too. Um, my division is all like solid to good teams, so like none of mine were like straight up like yo, you gotta blow this shit up. So. Yeah. Once again, depending on how things go, you've got some choices to make and some directions to go. But I think you got a solid core. Hopefully, league participation improves because everybody has more fun that way. So get your shit together, Mookie. Put it in a backpack for all I care. Just get it together.
0: <laughs> all right,
1: Northeast,
3: Alex. All right, we got Maud Dave. I know I fucked that name up, but that's who we're going with. Um, elite roster. Yeah. Feared by the entire league. Um, commissioner does say he's a little hesitant to make blockbuster deals, but I don't know. So I don't know how he got all these I'm, guys. Yeah. Well, how <laughs> did that happen? Like, goddamn. <laughs> um, he's highly competitive. Somehow this team did not even make it to the championship last year. They were the third place team. So he went into this offseason pretty heartbroken. Um, but let's do it. Let's get to his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Um he's still the QB1 in dynasty. I know some people want to put Hurts there. And I'm okay with that, but Holmes for me still. Um don't really need to say much about him. Um he's a building block piece even in non-superflex leagues. Um, at running back, he's got Joe Mixon. He's a good value right now in in redraft leagues and in dynasty. Um normally I would say he was a sell in dynasty maybe like a few weeks into the season, but not in this case, not with this roster. Um, I'm riding it out with Joe Mixon um, because whatever you're going to get for him in a deal is not going to be as valuable to this particular team. Um, it's just keeping him. He's a depreciating asset. He's getting old. He's had some injuries, he's had some little off the field issues. Um, so the trade value really isn't there, at least to match his, his production that he can give you. Uh, he can still produce. So. Keep him maximize your championship window. Um, that brings us to Khalil Herbert. He's my RB 35 in Dynasty. We know Dave Montgomery's gone. Herbert has played pretty well when given the opportunity on 129 carries last year. He was top five in true yards per carry. He was seventh in yards per touch, um, seventh in evaded tackles per touch. He was also had a fairly high breakaway run rate. All um, oh, that's per player profiler, by the way. Um, and remember, he was the RB1 overall in week three against Houston. I had 169 total yards, two touchdowns. Now he is going to have to compete with Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman. I think this could, this backfield could kind of become an ugly committee for fantasy, at least early in the year before somebody emerges as maybe the guy. I'm not convinced that even happens. Um, Samaj P. Ryan. I like him as a value this year. Uh, Could be the RB1 in Denver for a big chunk of the season. We talked about Javante Williams, kind of like maybe 2024 for him. So this could be sneaky sleeper for uh, Samaj Piran as Javante works his way back from injury. Um, He's also got Kareem Hunt, who's a free agent. Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, who I'll talk about in a few minutes when we get to the keepers. But this, this is where we get excited about this team when we get to the wide receiver position. This guy has both, (laughs) both Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, the undisputed wide receiver one and wide receiver two in Dynasty, whichever order you have them.
1: I was just going to say the past week on Twitter has been like hot debate between these two dudes and he's, and Dave is over here just like, I got, I got him. What about it, y'all? Trade for what?
3: And Chase, Chase is still only twenty three. Jefferson's twenty four. So this is who you're building your team around for the next five years, at least.
0: Ridiculous. He's,
3: keep he's, going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just getting started. I mean, these guys plus Mahomes is gonna, just going to keep this team in contention for years and years. Pretty much, no matter what happens with the rest of the roster. Um, but on top of having the top two players in all of Dynasty, he also has two other top six or seven Dynasty wide receivers with AJ Brown and Jalen Waddle.
0: Ridiculous!
3: It's crazy.
0: <laughs> Jalen yep, Brown. I want to know how he got them. I got it. I got to know the back. Apparently, story. he doesn't. I
3: blockbuster I want a podcast.
0: Yeah, I want a podcast on just how he got those four wide receivers. Exactly. <laughs>
3: Love you. Let's make it happen. Uh, um, ESPN
1: 30 for 30. <laughs>
3: that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, AJ Brown, is my wide receiver four in Dynasty. He's 26 years old, coming off a wide receiver eight finish for his first season with Jalen Hurts. Waddle is only 24, one of the most explosive players in the NFL. He was wide receiver 15 in his rookie season, wide receiver 12 last year. Love both of those guys moving forward as well. Um, I'd love to build my dynasty teams around wider series. I'm I'm honestly, I'm envious on what this dude has been able to accomplish at this position. Um, elite talent and they're young. Um, this league has every right to be terrified of this team. Yeah. <laughs> I think whoever's <if> <laughs> running this team, he's damn good at this whole dynasty thing. Um, and then you get to tight end. It doesn't stop here. Tight it's end. Mark Andrews. I crazy. mean, crazy. Andrews is my tight end one in Dynasty. He's almost Ooh. as productive as Kelsey. He's super consistent as an elite producer year over year. And he's six years younger than Travis Kelsey. So I know most people have Travis Kelsey at the number one. So totally cool with that. For um, me, it's like 1A, 1B. Andrews would be my one. Um, strengths. Do we really have to talk about the strengths? This team is loaded. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> loaded. Quarterback strengths. to QB1 wide receiver (laughs) tight end i mean maybe 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 you could say weakness is running back at least comparatively um maybe that's why you didn't win the championship (laughs) last season but uh this team's in really good shape keepers pretty easy patrick mahomes joe mixon smudge Piran, khalil herbert obviously you're keeping these wide receivers jamar chase justin jefferson aj brown jalen waddle Mark Andrews. We get to a little bit of a decision point here between Brian Robinson and Tyler Algier. Um, I am going to take Robinson over Algier. It's a little bit of a tough decision with this one for me. Um, I honestly like Algier better. Um, I think he's a better player, but I got to take the guy who's not stuck behind Bijan Robinson. Um, Brian Robinson has some trade value. Cause A lot of people like him and many view him as the bell cow in Washington. I completely disagree with that, but um, I really could make the case for either guy. Trade advice my trade targets for this team I'm looking at running back, looking at maybe you go and try to trade for an Austin Eckler. Uh, the chart this team is a win now team, and because of his age and contract issues this offseason, Eckler's dynasty value is not quite aligned with his short term production expectations. Um, in 2023 he's going to outperform the cost of whatever you have to give up to get him. Um, for example, I would, it, I think it would cost a heck of a lot more to go get like a Bichon or a Brees Hall in a trade. Yeah, I think we would all agree that Eckler's 2023 projections are much more favorable than those guys or at least equal. And You're going to have to give up a lot less to go get Eckler because of his age. Um, kind of similar reasons I'm looking at Nick Chubb for this team. Workhorse and what should be one of the better offenses in the league. Cream Hunt's gone, which could open up a few targets for Nick Chubb. Um, and Chubb's—he's—he's he's one of the best pure runners in the NFL. Uh, I really believe he could have the best season of his career in 2023. Um, and he's got even more value in this league because it's half PPR as opposed to full PPR. Um, I'm also looking at other running backs, maybe Saquon, Najee Harris, Rashad White, J.K. Dobbins, Montgomery. Go get James Conner. Possibly we talked about him a lot earlier in the show Um, for draft. He has the one Oh nine. My strategy is just best player available. Just go for the best player available with this team. Um, You don't really have super glaring needs. I wouldn't be drafting for need to be honest with you. Just keep building a strong roster like you're doing Um, as you get later into the draft, maybe take some swings at running back. Maybe some of those top handcuffs in fantasy that could be like an injury away from being a potential starter that could help you you know, win a week or make a run late in the year or whatever. Um, But this is your league champion. This is the team that's going to win this championship. Um, This team will be in position to compete for titles for the next three to five years. Not only is it stacked with talent, but it's a young team. This is not your typical, like, elite but old roster. This guy is going to crush this (laughs) league. For a long time.
1: Why
2: are we giving him advice? As it, long as he doesn't fuck seriously. It up, he's going to crush this
1: league. I was literally over here thinking, man, if this guy fucks us up, he needs to just quit. Yeah, my advice would
0: be don't trade any of those four wide receivers. No. Resist that urge. 100% agree.
3: 100% agree. But build your team around those guys. Right. Just Make, You're good there. Worry yep. about
0: everything
2: else. Make your profile picture Thanos. And if <laughs> you league, then... <laughs> Just, just go, and that's it. it. And just snap it. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: who's next? All right, we're gonna go back to the southeast for Ryan. We're gonna go to Ricky's team
2: here, which is a very interesting one. This is the only team uh, that I think I we're suggesting to not keep a quarterback because I think that uh, Ooh. I yeah I know right crazy. Uh, I think that there's quarterbacks that are still in the pool that you're gonna be able to grab that you know, you'll be able to keep some of these other players on your roster over. Um, so we'll just go straight into the running back position. Kenneth Walker, I I know there's so much bad press about Kenneth Walker. Everybody's upset with the Charbonnet pick uh, with Seattle. But if you've watched Seattle and Pete Carroll for long enough, you knew that was going to happen. It's almost inevitable that he takes a second round running back. It doesn't matter. So um, I don't think you need to worry too much. I still think he's going to clear 200 carries. He's still going to be. Uh, use I mean, I don't care if Charbonnet is bigger with how effective uh Kenneth Walker was in the red zone. If he loses that job just because Charbonnet is a couple inches taller than him, that's just dumb. I don't think Pete Carroll is stupid, so I don't think that's what's going to happen there. Um I think that you're still gonna have the potential to have a, a back end RB one with Ken Walker. So he's an easy keep, in my opinion. Um DeAndre Swift, I can speak on this as an Eagles fan. I'm super excited for DeAndre Swift. Um, we haven't had a good pass catching running back in Philadelphia since uh, Brian
1: Westbrook, I think. <laughs> oh, and Kenneth Bro- Gainwell isn't good. Uh, he's <laughs> I'm not I'm not yeah. a high on Gainwell guy, <laughs> but. Um,
2: <laughs> Game not Swift. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> Alex is going <the> personally. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Swift, I mean, he's cleared 50 targets every year, and he's missed so much time. So I'm not worried about what his role is going to be. Miles Sanders was such a bad receiving option for Jalen Hurts last season that the only time you ever saw him throw and check down to the running back was when Boston Scott really got in there and Kenneth Gainwell got in there. So I expect that total target share to the running back position to go up. He's going to have to deal with Rashad Penny, especially around the goal line. I think that's kind of Penny's job, but we've seen that Swift can be at the very least a flex option, even with Jamal Williams, who scored 17 touchdowns last year. So I think that you have a chance to get a, a top 24 running back as long as he can stay healthy with how good Philadelphia is at you know punching it in when they get down close. You keep Damian Pierce, in my opinion. I mean, I know uh, it seems like people kind of cooled off of him after he got hurt. And now we're kind of looking at the Texans' offense in a different light. The guy's still going to get fed the ball. Uh, I know Devin Singletary's there now, but do you guys really think that Devin Singletary is better than Damian Pierce at this point? Not even close. I've never been a Devin Singletary guy. I live in upstate New York. My whole family is Bills fans, and they think that he's, you know, he walks on water. And I don't understand. He's small, he's slow. I don't get it. He's so boring. He's supposed to be a really good receiver and he's got like some of the worst metrics at receiver that you could ever look up. It's horrible, man. I I've tried everything to fight away the, the Devin Singletary stuff. So, uh, keep, uh, Damien Pierce. I think you got a good solid trio of running backs there that you can go into the first round with. And then wide receiver, it's kind of a shotgun blast. You know, you've got digs, which you are going to keep for sure, you know, top five wide receiver. Um, And then once you get past Diggs, you've really got some question marks. But guys with massive upside, like Christian Watson and Jahan Dotson. I love Christian Watson this year. I think he's got a chance to, you know, finish up there with those year two wide receivers, the level of Chris Olave and stuff like that, even without Rodgers. I think he's got the chance to go up that high. We saw how good he is at getting into the end zone. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished with double digit touchdowns. I think he's got a wide range of outcomes, but his ceiling is as high as some of those other guys that are moving into year two. And you always want to bet on year two wide receivers. They seem to pay off quite a bit for fantasy. Um, Dotson, same thing, big touchdown guy, 12 games. I think he had seven touchdowns last year. Um, And that offense is going to have to throw the ball to keep up because I don't think their defense really improved this year. So expect him to get quite a few targets as well. Um, Christian Kirk. I know we're all excited about Calvin Ridley, but I I still feel like Christian Kirk is probably going to lead that team in targets. He's still going to be a consistent Mm -hmm. PPR option. Um, Maybe not getting to the end zone nearly as often as Calvin really does, but you're still going to have a good wide receiver too, at the very least. And he finished as a top 12 wide receiver last year. So you're, you're taking a guy who finished as a wide receiver one last year, probably only bumping him down a couple of spots. He'll finish as that mid wide receiver too. And that's four amazing wide receivers to keep right there. And then you still have Michael Thomas and Tyler Lockett little up there in age, but to be able to, you know, kind of swap between these guys and play matchups, I think you're so set at wide receiver that, you know, you can even pair some of these guys together to upgrade at running back. If you want to, if you don't feel good about your running back room. And then the last one, Kyle Pitts. I'm not a big Kyle Pitts guy over the past couple of years. I know it's probably going to shock everybody. Um, don't dig through my Twitter. I have I have shamed that man so much over the past couple of years. But it's not him; it's the offense that he's in. I usually don't want to touch him unless until I see it. But at this price, I mean, you're basically keeping him for a tenth round pick. You got to keep him; the upside is way too good. Um, and I would just advise you to pick up another tight end just in case you don't want the. I think he finishes like a tight end twenty something last year. So just have a backup plan just in case, you know. So. Roster wise, though, I think you're I think you're pretty solid. Quarterback, I wouldn't keep either Derek Carr or Trey Lance. I think you'll be able to draft one either at the same level or better, with you know, past the first round. I don't think you gotta worry about that too much. Just keep all these, you know, core skill player pieces, and I think you'll be able to make a decent run if you can find a way to pair maybe a couple of these wide receivers and upgrade that running back room a little bit. And if if Kyle Pitts pops off and is a top five tight end you might be sitting prettier than it looks compared to the rest of the teams on paper.
1: I I like what you said about Christian Kirk a lot. Um obviously Ridley is the splash addition um in the big name, but the the chemistry that Kirk and Lawrence built last year was I mean undeniable. Um and Doug plans and eats the middle of the field up. So yeah, I I think Kirk is set to do pretty damn close to what he did last year, if not even better, because he's not the number one target anymore. I'm drafting him over Ridley. Yeah. See, and I don't even think that's insane is because I I don't either. People don't take into account that Christian Kirk was this team's number one option last year. Um, So, I mean, I'm, I personally would draft Ridley um, over him just for upside's sake. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault anyone for going Kirk over him. I think he's just gonna be damn solid again. Yeah, I'm gonna and, move
0: Pat. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, no, I, I was just gonna
2: add, you know, the the moving of Calvin Ridley to the outside, taking away coverage from Kirk, is is just huge. I don't think people really understand that. Like, they see these big moves, a big name wide receivers go to a team, and then immediately the guy that was the big name there just drops in fantasy by five, six, seven rounds, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, that didn't happen to Kirk yet this year, obviously. But there's a there's a good difference between those guys in ADP and Kirk. Kirk's probably going to lose maybe 15 total targets, 20 total targets, but his catch percentage could go up by 10%, and that makes a huge difference because he's going up against the number two corners instead of the top guy on the opposing side of the field. So I like I like when big additions are made to teams that already have a solid
1: wide receiver because then I think that can raise their floor up a bit. I think Calvin is a perfect fit for the offense because it gives Doug a legit outside scare for him to eat the middle of the field even more. Mm -hmm.
0: Little high tide raises all the boats kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
0: I'm gonna move past the pit slander, you know, the first guy in sixty <laughs> years to get a thousand yards as a rookie tight end. Just gonna move We past can make a that. whole show
2: on this going back and forth. I promise. <laughs> Just gonna go past that. Are you not
0: <laughs> are you suggesting not to keep Pittman and Lockett?
2: I am. I'm not wow. in on Pittman this year. Oh, no, thank you. Um, I think actually I think I have no, I have Lockett in here as a keeper. I apologize. Okay. Um but, but Pittman in? Pittman is my odd man out. Um, I would keep Michael Thomas over Pittman. I would keep all these wide receivers over oh, Pittman. Oh,
3: no. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah. I think no,
3: I'm keeping, no. I bro. think
2: I'm keeping Pittman over
0: Pierce or Swift. Can you guys tell won. me
2: what Anthony Richardson's completion percentage was in college? Like Not great, Bob. 52, 53%. <laughs> We're keeping Michael bet. Thomas over him? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. Do you guys yeah. want a <laughs> throwing to Michael Thomas, who's on a number two cornerback? Or do you want Anthony Richardson chucking the ball downfield 25 yards to
1: a, a not open Michael Pittman?
3: I just want the guy ah, who's
2: on the field. That was, what
3: yeah, I was. I was going to say, DeMar Hamlin,
1: played DeMar Hamlin died and came back before Michael Thomas. <laughs> that was the best tweet I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um,
2: I, I, I mean, listen. In three games last year, we saw how good Michael Thomas can be for fantasy. How old is he? What's that? Is he 30? 30? 31, maybe? I got to look that up. I don't want to say that. I don't want to slander the man's age. I'm 29 when I hit 30. I don't want anyone to think I'm 30. So. (laughs) And Pittman's what? Pittman's 25. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think Pittman's a keep. I I mean. Yeah, I'm with Dennis on this one. I I put it this way because I think that this team, looking at the rest of the division, I know he's got Logs, Legends in there, and that's a very good team, but I would not be shocked Mm -hmm. if he picks up a decent quarterback that can have high upside. I think he can make a run this year. So to me, give me Thomas. Thomas What's that?
3: (laughs) Why not just keep the car, thomas stack then? You're so and high on, on Michael Thomas. <laughs> I'm high on Michael it.
2: Thomas. Carr, I feel like I can get the same numbers out of another quarterback that's in the pool. Because if you look at the pool of guys that's left at quarterback, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is going to throw potentially 700 passes this year. And I could get him in round <laughs> three, probably. Like, I'll take that over keeping someone like Derek Carr over, you know, some of the guys that I still have on this list. You can you can I, hey listen. This is just suggestions. You can go with Michael Pittman. <laughs> I want nothing to do with Anthony Richardson. Only having Michael Pittman to really target. I I love Pierce. Pierce isn't going to take away the coverage that Pittman is going to need to get open. And then Anthony Richardson's duck balls that he's going to throw in year one. I'm not. I'm not in on it, man. I'm not in on it. <clears throat> Give me a Michael Pittman.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm. I'm a huge Colts hater. Um, <laughs> But I don't think I can go take Pittman. You, I say I don't think I can take you as backup into this fight. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. But hey, um, I, I got before we move on, I got one question about the wow. the, the Pittman Thomas debate. How How is Derek Carr's slant game? Is he is he throw a mean slant? I mean, he did to uh, Darren Waller all those years, right? Michael
2: Just Thomas Michael to the Browns moon then. Him. Slant (laughs) Cod is coming in.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. So we are going to go over to Dennis. All right. So my next guy I'm going to talk about um, is Blar, Blair. I I like
0: this team. Um, Powerhouse five years ago, falling on some tough times. Um, I I really think you have some solid pieces, man. Um, And a lot of them are young. So I think you're in a good spot. I think with some luck as far as like breakouts um your foundation could really turn into form um you know you got Amon ross and brown uh i think he's an incredible wide receiver he's done nothing but produce um outside shot dark dark horse shot of being the wide receiver one um you got ramondre they just cut uh james robinson there's not a lot of competition there for running back i think he could absolutely be a star running back you got Hurts at quarterback. I mean, you're talking three guys that could be top five at their position that are all young. Um, that's a great start right there. I mean, you also have uh, Drake London. I'm not the biggest Drake London guy, but at the end of the day, he's still a good player. Um, and it comes second year wide receiver, we've talked about that. That's a breakout time. Hollywood Brown, I adore this guy. Um, I really, especially if Kyler can come back semi early, he absolutely ate. When Kyler was there. More on that later. Uh James Cook. Uh he's got an opportunity, man. So if he's the guy the Bills thought he was when they took him, he could absolutely break out. K makers. The end of the year strong. <laughs> I'll give him that. Uh that's my that's my number seven guy. Gabe so Davis. Back, we're back, we're <laughs> Alex is Alex loves him. Uh Gabe Davis. I'm not a fan. I'm just straight up not. More on that later, but I think you got to keep them. Komet, same, not not a big guy, but you get eat. based on your team, you got to keep them. And then a um, little controversial. I went Rodgers on that 10th pick. And so here's a little uh, breakdown as far as that. So the strength of your team is the youth upside of the first four guys I ranked. Um, I think all four of those guys are absolute, you know, dynamo pieces for a foundation of a team. Hollywood, um, he was wide receiver seven points per game when nuke was suspended those first six games last year. Uh, he absolutely has shown he's done it. He did it with Lamar when he is like the number one option. Like there's a lot of ways to feed him the ball. Um, and then between cooks or acres, I mean, odds are at least one of them will be decent this year. And so that's your RB two. Um, and then some of the controversial picks uh, I ranked Hertz as your number three asset. I get one QB league, Um, you know, QB doesn't have the same value as like a super flex. However, I've mentioned it um, with Kyler. I think having a top five quarterback is such a cheat code in one QB leagues. And so I would rather keep him. Um, But then um, over London, part of the reason I'm not the biggest fan is against what Ryan would say. Um, I think Pitts coming back is a big deal. And so you add Pitts, you add B. John, like, I think he's the third option on that offense, and I don't think that's ridiculous to say. You don't, uh, you don't but, think that Pitts coming back
2: is going to help out Drake London in terms of, like, getting open and stuff?
0: Oh, I think all three will help each other. But yeah. I still think he's the third best player on that offense. I just think Pitts is, a like, the term generational is overused. There's never been a tight end like Pitts. Um, but regardless, you got to keep London. He, oh, yeah. he He showed out last year as a rookie. That doesn't often happen. Especially in a run heavy offense. So uh unquestionably keep him. commit. um, he's just never gotten better throughout his time in the pros. Um, but I do think the Bears are ascending offense. So I would take him. He's got no real competition. Um, Gabe Davis, he's a better best ball guy than a true, you know, start a lineup kind of week, just because you never know. He is gonna have those weeks where he drops 22 points. Good luck figuring out when that's going to be. But <laughs> you got to hold on to him. Um, Give it a shot every week. Russian roulette. Right. Uh, and then it's tough. He doesn't have a first-round pick in 23. He could really use one. He's got this young team that's that's blossoming. Um, but I wouldn't sweat it. This is a year where you just got to be building, right? You don't don't force anything. You're not going to win the chip. I'm sorry. Just rip the Band-Aid now. Um, but maybe Hollywood – Falls out to start the year you flip him you get a player and a pick um, who's young or hurt or underperforming that's one way you can kind of realign i do think hollywood would be fine for the next two three years but if you do want to get younger you do want to maybe tear up um, if someone gets hurt i think that makes sense um and then one guy i didn't keep that i thought could have cracked the top 10 was alan lazard um mm-hmm. He underperformed last year. I was a huge Lazard guy last year. I thought he was going to absolutely kill it, and he didn't. Um, You do have four better wide receivers, in my opinion, but I went with Rodgers just because maybe somebody gets hurt at quarterback, and maybe Rodgers with Garrett Wilson just absolutely eats, and you can flip that maybe with a Hollywood Brown to a contending team and get their first-round pick, and maybe a young kind of potential breakout guy. That was my thinking about it, but if you want Lazard over Rodgers, I totally get it in the one QB league. What are
1: you guys thinking? Yeah, um, I, I think if I would do anything different, I'm keeping Higby over K-Met.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. I think they're pretty inter- interchangeable. Comet's right. Thing. He'll get targeted. He just can't find <clears throat> the end for some reason.
1: I or love the tackles. volume the volume mm-hmm. Higby gets in that offense, and I, I don't believe in Comet either. Um, who do you think would win in a a, a race, Cole Comet or Aaron Donald? Donald. <laughs> Give me Donald, yeah, unquestionably. Yeah. Like, dude, I all I remember last year watching him is like this dude just runs through mud. Jesus, he's like he's yeah, got was... parachutes strapped to his back. <laughs> <the bottom>. He forgot <laughs> to yeah. take it off from
2: training. <laughs> um, I like what you said. I was thinking about it as soon as you said Rogers is the ten, but you know, looking at the roster, I think he's the most valuable asset to flip. Like you said, towards yeah. the end there, definitely, you know, and even in a one QB, you could flip them to the team that I just said, don't keep Derek Carr. And if they start to make a run within the first couple of weeks, they want a quarterback that maybe gives you the upside of Rogers this year. You could flip them for something there and make that really work. So, you know, you don't got, you don't flip them to start the season most likely because I don't think you'll maximize volume, but keep them on your bench. And I'm an Eagles fan. God forbid anything ever happened to Hurts, but listen, the guy, runs through people like they're brick walls. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went down at some point and having Rogers as your insurance policy is a pretty damn good insurance policy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like this
0: team's foundation. Like I know I said that a couple of times, but there's just, you just got to be patient. That would be my biggest advice in the world is like, do not force anything.
1: Yeah, and I agree completely. It's really hard in the situation that he's in because I've been here where you know you're close so you want to go make that move to try and push but if you do it's going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah, you may be surprised with
2: how deep you go too. Like you could right. end up you could end up in the semis and you know once you get in the playoffs it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> like it, it, anything can happen the guy who had pat mahomes and the four best wide receivers in the nfl didn't win the championship last year you know so yeah, justin jefferson
0: Jeffen, uh, jefferson scored two points in the championship week last year like yeah, what shit happens <laughs>
2: yeah. there's nothing you can do sometimes
1: all right i think that wraps it up there we're going to flip it around one more time we got one more round to go we're on the home stretch and for me in the Northwest, again, my last team is Sporty. And and sport Waves, another league blue blood here. Always a contender. Highly active. Tough times last year with injuries. I'm
2: um, like just team. trying
1: to keep up right now. Um, and honestly, I think, think, think we got a decent shot. If you can turn a good draft here. Um, quarterback, you're obviously taking Lamar. Um, don't worry about oh, him at all. I've read some things about people have concerns with him. I, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, it makes no sense to me. He, how he's ridiculous. ridiculous. Off-season awkward. football. <laughs> yeah, it's <they're laughs> a classic off-season take. Like, even as a passer, um, he's very good. <laughs> like, he takes a ton of flack for his passing, and it makes no sense, um, except for the obvious reason. But we won't go there. Um, yeah, you're keeping Lamar, he's a badass <laughs> um, Running backs This is a little dicey mm-hmm. Um. You've got Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, Cordero, Patterson, Jalen Warren The way I shaped this out is I was keeping four running backs And I'm dropping Cordero, Patterson, believe it or not um, yeah. Kamara, I think you can you can roll him out one more year and feel pretty solid about that before the wheels maybe start to fall off um, Dalvin cook, you're keeping, we don't know where, but he's obviously going to go somewhere where he's going to be useful and used. It's not like he's going to go sign with the team who already has a dude, or if they do, it's not like he's going to go sign with the Titans or something. Um, what if he goes to Dallas? That... Ooh, Oh God damn. That would be something though. Ew. That would be sad, but it would be good for Dalvin. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Uh, Dalvin, you just got to go into this year knowing
2: that he's not going to be the same fantasy asset, no matter where he goes. Just decrease him a little bit, you know, maybe make him more of an RB2 than a back-end RB1 and just go into it like that.
1: And then wherever he signs, you can fluctuate it from there. And I think that's where my biggest problem with this roster is, is the running backs. There's not that guy. Um, I'm not a huge Rashad White believer was a very inefficient runner last year. And there's also been a lot of talk of other inefficient runners in the league, but my personal favorite inner efficient runner, Ken Walker smacks home runs left and right. Rashad white does not. Um,
3: yeah. Rashad going to catch a ton of more passes though. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. See, there's, Zach I'm not sold Rashad. on that. I'm not <laughs> sold on that because I think a ton of the, the Buccaneers dump-offs came from the way Tom Brady ran an offense and specifically the way Tom Brady ran a four-minute drill and the two-minute offense. How many times when they were in hurry-up was he just dumping it to Lenny instantly? You don't Baker's think Baker's going to dump
3: it?
1: No, because he's to be They're going to be
3: in comeback mode all day long.
1: They're yeah, I know, passing, but Baker slings it. Baker's a slinger, and he's going to go for it. I don't think he's got the intuition of Brady <laughs> yeah. to sit there Pre snap and say
3: doesn't have the intuition of Brady. That's for sure. That's very you know, <laughs> Who does? the century? I just made. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, with Brady, he's gonna he would sit there and say, "I'm gonna look here. If it's not there, I'm dumping." I don't yeah. have the faith in Baker to do that to not say shit. My first guy's not there. I gotta do something crazy. And I'm not saying Rashad White's not. I, he's gonna have his catches. He's probably gonna put up some decent numbers. I just don't I'm just not there like everybody else is I'm still keeping him though. Yeah. I think they could
3: draw um, things up specifically for Rashad White. I mean he was an excellent receiver coming out of college. Mm-hmm. He I'm was saying, second on his second on his team in receiving, and he led the team in rushing.
1: I'm just hey, saying I think I, he could I, he could get some catches. He could definitely oh, I think he will. I don't know, I could be way wrong. I'm not valuing him. <laughs> where consensus has him right now though. Um, but once again, you're still keeping him because he's the lead guy on his team. Oh yeah. And lastly, I'm keeping Jalen Warren. Um, it's kind of on the flip side of Rashad white, extremely efficient when he touches the ball, he just doesn't get much chances, but I have zero concern if Najee were to go down long-term that Jalen Warren is going to put up numbers. Um, he's had a couple random shots um to do it and he's done well i just i like the way he plays he catches he's just once again just a good football player and if Najee were to miss some time you're looking at a great fill-in or a great trade piece um so i'm rounding out with those four running backs now my wide receiver room this is fun i'm also keeping four here and i'm going dk obviously Devonte mm-hmm. Adams, obviously DJ Moore. And then the last one for me is Traylon Burks. Um, I'm ditching Rashad Bateman. Ooh. Never been a huge Bateman guy. Um, Twitter seems to love him just because he took a slant to the house one time. And that's the only <laughs> clip they post of him. The dude has this Liz Frank injury and now he needs <laughs> another pain shot. And that's bad news bears right there. That's the biggest reason I'm out on him. I just wanted to take that little shot because it was fun. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, foot injury is scary, 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 first of all. And the fact that he's this far removed and still needs a pain shot when he should be, like, in a good spot in his rehab is extremely concerning.
3: So I read that the pain shot was because he got those screws in his foot taken out. And that is why he had the pain shot. Maybe that was interesting. Bad report, but that's what I read,
1: oh, which now I don't would
3: make me I a little more optimistic about it. I, feel I like saw every- that,
0: but I also saw that it was like, a, hey, we need to try this or else we got to go back under the scope. So I think it's well, that would be worst case scenario for
3: sure. Yeah, I feel like yeah.
2: everything Baltimore injury report wise, the past two, three years has been <laughs> absolutely terrible. It's right up there with <laughs> Smith, though. like you can't believe any of it. Half the time it wasn't horrible. J.K. Dobbins going to be ready for day one of training camp last year. Oh, God, you're right. right. Good Rappaport on Twitter. It's great. And um, <laughs> Lamar well, was supposed to be June back. 16th. Like... So June 16th, this
0: is what we know. <laughs> it should <laughs> be different two months from now.
1: Yeah. But stack, stack that on with how, I was never a huge Bateman guy to begin with and also love Zay. Um, yes. I just love Zay's route running. He's going to find himself open. Um, and then with Todd Monken coming in there. I expect them to spread the ball out some more and air it a little more than they have been in the past. Not saying they're going to be like a pass-first team, but I expect the pass rate to go up some. Um, Yeah, I love Zay. I think there's just talent off the charts over Bateman there, and we hit on Odell. Um,
3: I'm I was just not ask, quite there with you, Odell anymore. I was going to ask, where do you think Odell slides into the target order there?
1: I, I think he's still going to get his targets but i just i just i don't think i'm gonna roster him anywhere to be honest i just can't do it dennis hit texted me the other day and says when was the last time odell scored what six or more touchdowns six or more touchdowns it
2: had to be like his breakout year right 2016 yeah that's that bananas <laughs> yeah, that's everyone's <laughs> talking about years how like Keenan Allen and some of these other guys like McCaffrey—they're all injury prone, dude. Odell Beckham Jr. has been hurt since 2016. It <laughs> feels like the second yeah. ACL at 28 years old, too. It's rough. No, no.
0: So
1: yeah, yeah I'm pretty bad. much out on him, and I need to see him before I'm investing. So therefore, since I love Zay, I'm I'd be planting my my chips into Zay for this offense. Well, Mark Andrews first, obviously, but yeah. If I'm taking a Baltimore receiver, I'm going for Zay. So I'm dropping Bateman here. Um, Dropping David Bell. I mean, he's just a dude here (laughs) at this point. And my last keep is Greg Dulcich. Um, I love Dulcich.
0: I love him so much. (laughs) Had a
1: really nice year this past year. Yeah. yeah. Um, He just finds himself getting open. He's getting nice targets. And I don't care what people say about Albert O., Put, just use your eyes, man. Eye test this shit. Like sometimes it's not harder than the eye test. Y- you you look at Albert O and everyone loves the the athletic numbers yeah, and whatever. What but mean? it's like just He's watch changed. the fucking football, Jesus. Like it's so obvious when you watch those dudes play. Who's the better football player, dude? Adam and... Troutman
2: just got signed. I think actually they traded for him. Albert O is an afterthought. He'll be the third
1: tight end on this team. Now I forgot about that. You're right. And yeah, um, Sean Payton has utilize tight ends very well in his career oh, yeah. so yeah i'm all in on greg Dulcich this year i think uh i think we could be easily seeing a top 10 tight end finish out of him um i think and i'm dropped,
0: I'm in just like utilizes mismatches very well. right just consistently like, big mismatch. yeah mt camara you know going all the way back to jimmy graham like he's just really good at identifying like oh this guy could be hard to cover in this scenario. Let's Taysom Hill. Oh, oh, my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget?
1: <laughs> yeah, Greg Dulcich, I'm all in there, and I'm dropping Dawson Knox. I This yeah. doesn't even have to do with Kincaid for me. I think if Knox was the dude we would have known by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's solid. He's, he's a great dude to have on your real football team. But for fantasy, I'm just not touching it. I think your strengths here. um, Lamar is going to be a cheat code again for you. And you've got a badass core of four receivers here. This running back room could go, could flip either way for you. I see a scenario where those top three guys, you know, could, you know, put you in a nice position here. But it's also a little scary. Um, If I were you, I'd be... Definitely trying to go at a big time running back. Whether it's one of your running backs plus some picks to upgrade, maybe it's a receiver and a pick or something. Running back, I would be looking for that one dude that I feel very confident in. Um just to kind of stabilize the room. Where cause Camara, I mean, with Williams coming in, his he's getting up there a little older. They drafted Kendra. I know he's and probably John not Miller. gonna be like the hugest factor this year but i mean he's still there and he's still going to get touches we already hit on dalvin the question marks there rashad white's got a really great shot but i mean i've got some questions there too yeah Mm -hmm. i think if if i were running this team i would be doing what i can to to lock up a bona fide running back
2: i i think a good thing to do is and this is if you're comfortable with it because this wide receiver room is really really good but mm-hmm. why not look at maybe selling Devontae Adams to shore up that RB room? Because he's your oldest asset, he's your most valuable wide receiver asset in terms of this year. Sell him away, get a, get a good running back. You can even pair him if you want to. Say you want to get rid of Kamara or Cook and really upgrade that position. I think that is totally possible. You could sell. If you can't sell someone on Devonte Adams, who are you going to sell him on? I
1: agree. I like that move. Devonte would be a great sell to one of the teams who's looking for a push. Mm -hmm. Do you think
0: this is a roster that should go for it this year, or should be patient?
1: Man, that's really tough. If I if I had this team, I think I'd be patient with it. Um, I'd probably try and move. I think I'd (laughs) I'd probably try and move. Yeah, I know. That's that's fair, Dennis. (laughs) I am the all-time. I want to make <laughs> shit happen now in Dynasty all the time. <laughs> Don't forget, they have one hundred and two and one
0: hundred and five,
1: so they're getting. Ooh, I, for, I forgot. I only saw the Gibbs. 105. five. I mean, yeah. Oh, so I good exactly. cool on that. I, I thought it was just the fi- the fifth one. So yeah, you can snap uh, snatch up Jameer Gibbs. And from that point, I think I might even look more into to pushing this thing down the road because you could sell Cook and Camara and Adams all three, and you could load up on some young talent picks. God, I, really, really I,
2: really
0: <laughs> I love this
1: team. It is yeah. a dark horse for sure for me. Um, yeah, I I think it all comes down to how you feel about the running back room. If you feel good about adding Gibbs and then that room you think those, those five guys can get you there. I mean, I don't blame you. Um, I would just be a little concerned having to rely on Kamara and cook both. I mean, if you took it from a redraft perspective and
2: you looked at it as through a lens of, I went really heavy at a uh, wide receiver early on and then had to spend an early pick on Lamar Jackson ending up with Gibbs, Kamara, cook and white. Isn't a bad is not a bad core, and I think I'd feel okay with it in a redraft sense. So, I that's think a good point. Die. I would keep Bateman over Warren too.
3: I agree, especially one, with you have Lamar.
2: Yeah, and I'm not a big Bateman True. guy either, but I think I think I would also do that. Just, I mean, I I love getting handcuffs of these elite teams. Like he's mm. probably a top three handcuff in the Cause
3: league. If Lamar hits, if Lamar hits as a passer, there's a good chance of Rashad Bateman hits as, as a receiver
2: as well, at least as a flex. And I don't John even like Mike. Bateman that much. I'm with Schulte on Bateman and on his opinion with Bateman, but I mean, it's got to work out. Plus, OBJ, all it takes is one bad hit, and he's gone. Now he's the number two potentially again because I think Flowers will,
1: you know, level up in targets. But
3: we don't even know if he can still play anyway, right? right.
1: And because, right. like, that's a very good point because they have Lamar, and because the nature of that offense and with OBJ, I could be, I could be talked into it. And you'll be able to in your in your draft, it's a rookie and vet draft.
3: Jalen Warren's gonna be pretty attainable in that draft. Oh yeah, yeah. also you just a good point. Drop three, four, him keep Rashad Bateman and just draft Jalen Warren again.
1: Yeah. That you know what? I'm sold. We did it. I, I just got <laughs> I just got um convinced. You're keeping you Bateman. To, you're shot Bateman. Your
0: Jabbing, you just wanted to joke about the the slam for okay. sixty yards, dude. It's I so true,
1: think. though. It's the only only clip Twitter has of him. That was that yeah. Miami game, right? Mm-hmm.
0: That game was electric. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was awesome.
1: Um. So, anyways, to wrap things up, Rashad Bateman, you're in. Jalen Warren, you're fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Powers, baby. All right. Last we'll team in the Northeast, Alex.
3: All right. That brings us to Pat Sajak. Give me a... Is it
2: the real Pat Sajak? Isn't this oh, the real, fortune. real fortune guy? Let's go. Let's,
3: go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Pat Sajak. All right. He is retired. retired too. So. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, now he's focusing on fantasy football, apparently. Smart. All right. So this this is last year's runner up. He was second place. Um, I'm told that team. he is hes that. a risk taker, um, he won't shy away from making a big deal. Um, I can see with the three desperate. tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> he's loaded a tight end, yeah. he's desperate, really desperate for a championship. Um, from what I'm told, um, he's he's done a great job building up a team that was last place two years ago, and now he was second place last year. Not too bad. Um, he does not have a first round pick this year. It would have been the one eleven, but he traded away to Voda, who has like half the first round, I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Facts. So at quarterback, he's got Josh Allen. That's an easy keep. Um, He's my QB three in Dynasty. Um, I think Jalen Hurts leapfrogged him for the QB two in Dynasty. Um, I am a little concerned about the weapons beyond Stefan Diggs. Um, He's got Gabe Davis. We all know how I feel about him. Um, I do like Khalil Shakir as a sleeper, like a deep sleeper, but I certainly wouldn't consider him a weapon. Um, he's got Dawson Knox and, and Dalton Kincaid at tight end. Um, Kincaid is good, but it's not often that we see rookie tight ends come in and make a significant impact in their first season. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but uh, they're few and far between. Um, but we know we know the Bills want to pass the ball at a high volume, um, so I don't see any reason why that would change. Josh Allen's still only 27 years old. He's got that big arm. He's not afraid to run it. He had 126 carries in 2022. He was second among quarterbacks in rushing yards. Um, he had seven rushing touchdowns. Um, I don't see that going away anytime soon. Um, I, <clears throat> running back, he's got Nick Chubb. Um, I talked about Nick Chubb as a trade target for Maud Dave. I mean, like I said at that point, he's going to turn 28 years old during the season. He's a workhorse and what should be one of the better offenses in the league, assuming that Deshaun Watson bounces back. Um Kareem Hunt's gone, which could open up a few additional targets for Nick Chubb. Um, He really could have the best season of his career um, in 2023. He's been a top 10 running back in fantasy points per game in each of the last four seasons. In 2022, he was number three in rushing yards. He was number one in evaded tackles. He was first among running backs in runs of 15 yards or more. Um, So I'm all in on Nick Chubb this year. I've really never been a Nick Chubb guy, but this is the year for Nick Chubb. Uh, Aaron Jones is his his RB2. Um, This is another older running back, 28 years old. Um, RB11 in fantasy points per game in 2022, despite sharing that backfield with A.J. Dillon. Um, Top 10 in both rushing yards and receiving yards among running backs. His touchdowns were down from double digits in three straight seasons, down to just seven. Um, But he played in all 17 games, and he had his most carries since 2019. And I think he's going to continue to be an explosive runner. He was top 10 in breakaway runs and tackles last year. Um, he's got Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards. I don't think we're keeping either one of these guys. Um, if I like we McKinnon are, a lot, but I do I, like
2: McKinnon as well. With his um, roster, I looked at it. And while you're talking, yeah, you can't keep him, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Um, maybe, like we said with Jalen Warren, maybe you just drop him now and you go and you draft him in your draft. Um, at wide receiver, He's got a decent young core of wide receivers to build around here. Um, Got Devontae Smith. He's tied to Jalen Hurts, which is great news. Um, He really played well as the number two to A.J. Brown last year. Um, The team didn't really add any target competition. Quez Watkins remains the wide receiver three in Philadelphia. Um, He was the wide receiver 14 in 2022, averaged 15 fantasy points per game, 136 targets, 27% target share. Um, He's excellent after the catch. Um so I'm I'm really excited about this team having DeVonte Smith but they also have Garrett Wilson who's my wide receiver five in Let's dynasty. Um I know Ryan just wrote up an article on Garrett Wilson at yardsburgfantasy.com. give a little plug there. Um Big I'm I'm not quite as bullish on Wilson from a redraft perspective but he's easily a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. Um He was awesome. I mean a lot of metrics last year. I stole some of these stats from Ryan's article um but he was wide receiver 30 points per game um top 24 in wide receiver. No, he had six six top 24 wide receiver weeks. He was 20 plus points three times, had a 300 yard games. And now he gets he gets Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I think he's going to take a big step forward. Not sure if he can give you that top 10 wide receiver production quite yet. Um but I'm I'm very excited about having Garrett Wilson on this roster. Um, he's
0: an underrated yak guy too. Yes, really he is good after the catch.
3: Yep, he is. Um Cortland Sutton is on this roster. He really needs to hope for a Russell Wilson resurgence. Um, he's another one of those guys that burned us, you know, all of us that went in on the Broncos yeah. offense last year.
2: I had him on every yep. team.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like Desperately trying to trade for him in one of my
2: leagues, and I'm so happy that the guy never accepted my offers. Yeah, I was the guy on the other side, desperately trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. No one. Um, I would have
3: taken him. Uh, <laughs> Glad I didn't. Um, so he had it. He had that great stretch, you know, many years ago in 2019 with Drew Locke, but he really hasn't done a whole lot since then. He was the wide receiver 40 in 2022. Um, but there's a little, little sliver a reason for optimism with Cortland sutton um he was top 24 in route win rate mm-hmm. per the player profiler.com metric he was top 10 in route win rate versus man coverage so that gives me a slight little hope but he is about to turn 28 years old and we're still sitting here waiting for that breakout that seems destined to probably never happen at this point um He's also good George Pickens on this roster. I'm a big fan of George Pickens just kind of like in a vacuum as a player, but I hate the offense. <clears throat> I hate this offense. I'm not convinced that Kenny Pickett is good. <laughs> Darn you, Matt <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how Sad trombone job. sound. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not convinced that Kenny Pickett's the answer for this team, to be honest with you. Um, and any he- George Pickens was way behind both Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson at targets last year. Yep. I expect that to probably be semi about the same in 2023, and I'm not convinced that the pass volume is going to be much higher to make up for it. Um, but I do think we're keeping Pickens just because he's a good player, high upside um, too. Yeah, 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 he's got that. He's got that alpha type to him. Definitely.
1: Um, at How tight about end, this tight end room. This tight this end. Is, this oh is, my god. god.
3: Yeah, this is the strength of this team for sure. <laughs>
1: he's flexing them. Um,
2: he's
3: got George George Kittle. He's my tight end five in dynasty. He's a big time playmaker. Obviously, he's done this for many years. Um, he's a little inconsistent, a little boom bust on um, the quarterback situations. A little sketchy um, target competition is a little bit of a problem as well uh, with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey all taking targets in that offense. Um, but he can definitely put up those boom weeks for you.
0: Yeah, he won people now, champions last
3: last year. That's right. That's right. Um, now he's also got TJ Hawkinson, who I have ranked ahead of George Kittle. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I do um, too. Yeah. He's he was a target machine after the <laughs> trade to the Vikings last year. He was he was a tight end one eight times. I think that was like 73% of his games after joining the Vikings. He was a tight end one. Obviously, that's not a hard high bar to cross, but um who's also top three tight end and targets receptions, receiving yards for the season. They added a little bit of target competition with Jordan Addison, but this is a pass first offense. Um, just got rid of Dalvin cook, which I think solidifies their plan for this offense even more. 700 uh,
2: passes incoming for yeah, sure. This, yeah. is, this is the Tom Brady Buccaneers plan of just chuck it. It doesn't matter how far downfield. The big thing with him too, is he went from, Ten yards per reception with uh, the Lions, up to fifteen mm. with Minnesota. last really? Five yard increase. I was doing the. Wow. I was. I'll plug the the kit, the projections kit. I was doing Minnesota right before this, and I looked at that stat. I was like, "Holy crap! he went up by five yards wow. just by switching teams. It, it's it's a lot." So he's he's a focal point for sure. He's number two behind Jeff, Justin Jefferson for target share. I think.
3: It's like the Lions yeah. just maybe they just didn't know how to what to do with them, didn't know how to use them. And then the Vikings are like, we have the plan for this guy, let's go get him. And they, I they, think
1: that's what impressed me the most was how quickly he integrated into that offense. <laughs> and I <laughs> think that's what gives me so much hope moving forward is what is an offseason gonna do.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh I think the target it's a really consolidated target distribution in that offense is Justin Jefferson, it's Jordan Addison, is TJ Hawkinson, and that's about it. Maybe he's sprinkling a little bit of KJ Osborne, but it's a, a big pretty KJ consolidated osborne, yeah. <laughs> yeah i like i like osborne as well but this is i think it's these three guys and then there's a big big step down to, to osborne um he is on the last year of his contract for whatever whatever it's worth um but this is a keeper league um he's also get dallas goddard on this team tied, my love tight end goddard. six in dynasty he's tied to jalen hurts we love that with Devonte smith so we love it with dallas goddard as well he's good and i, I really don't have much else to say about dallas goddard he's He's a good player, good player, good offense. Um, so the strengths on this team, it's pretty strong across the board. Quarterback is about as good as it gets with Josh Allen. Uh, running back is top heavy and old, but I'm fine with it for a win now team like this one. Uh, wide receiver is young and solid, but might be missing that elite producer for the 2023 season because I don't know if Garrett Wilson is going to be quite that guy. Sorry, Ryan. Um, but that could be what holds this team back from a championship run. But if you do think that Garrett Wilson puts up a top ten receiver season, then I think you're you're really good shape. Um, yeah, and then yeah. tight end, tight end, he has a monopoly at the position. Um, probably looking to deal at least one of these guys. Gotta flip I was just one gonna right. say
1: you're keeping all three and you're trying to move one, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Which one do you at move? At least though? one. Yeah. I'd probably say whoever Kittle.
3: you can whoever you can get you the say. biggest price for. I think is what I would do. That's so, agreed. I, which I agree. I think that could be Kittle.
2: Yeah, I think uh, most people would want Kittle over the other two. Not knowing how good Hawkinson may have been uh, in the move to Minnesota, and then Goddard. Goddard was hurt for four games, and you see AJ Brown, Devonta Smith in Philadelphia. Do you see? Do, do people normally see Goddard as that next big step up for tight end in terms of a trade next to Kittle? I should say.
3: Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of Hawkinson fatigue where people kept oh, waiting yeah. on that, waiting on that breakout, waiting on that breakout. And then it just never happened. It finally happened last year, but people are out already. Um, yep. So that could keep his price a little down a little bit as well. Um, so my keepers for this team is going to be Josh Allen, <clears throat> Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Garrett Wilson, Devonte Smith, George Pickens, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. I think this was pretty straightforward. I didn't have any tough decisions with this one. Yeah, Um, for sure. Trade advice. I'm looking to buy an elite producer at wide receiver. Maybe looking at Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs. Go get that Josh Allen stack. Maybe Cooper Cup. Um, It might be a little bit too pricey, but I'm also going to sniff around C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Amon Rossine Brown. And I'd be packaging up one of these tight ends, plus maybe like a George Pickens and then some draft picks to try to get that done.
1: I was literally just about to say, I, I would shoot for Kittle and Pickens for an elite mm. receiver. Yeah. 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 There's and a I'm lot fine. of picking type.
3: Yeah. And I'm fine throwing in some draft picks if it needs to get that right. done as well.
2: Oh, wow.
3: um, as far as the draft, after you go make that trade for that high-end wide receiver, I would be targeting a nice combination of high upside youth and then some steady producers for depth in the draft. Um, really, really looking at best player available. Um, I think with a few strategic moves, this team can get back to the championship in 2023. I don't know if they're going to beat Maude Dave, but I think they can get there, at least contend for it. Um, and as long as they can keep, they can go get some youth. They're running back within the next couple of years. This team's going to be contender for the next several seasons.
2: Great team in the worst possible division with Maude Dave. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. seriously.
3: No, but- <laughs> Like you look at this roster and then you go and look at your competitors and it's like
2: deflating. He's got to stare at that every time he's like, I got such mm-hmm. a good roster. Just put me in a different division. And he's, yeah. he's Thanos. I think it's that's why you gotta go. You gotta go
3: make, make an aggressive move, go get one of those stud wide receivers. And I think you could be right there with, with Maud Dave. Yeah.
1: yeah I got to we'll say relocate to
0: Las Vegas. That's always, an oh, there
1: you go. Um, <laughs> that Pat Sajak is my spirit animal. Um, Dennis can attest to this, but I'm going to read the the notes about Pat Sajak, and it literally (laughs) describes me as a fantasy dynasty player. Participation is high. Risk taker will not shy away from making a deal. Desperately looking for a championship. Does a great job building a team up from last place in two years. I mean, that is me dead on. If you have a shit team, I'll get you competing in two years but you might want to find someone else to take you home. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. All, All nice right, up. we're going to keep moving here back to the Southeast, and Ryan uh, gives you our last team in your division.
2: Yeah, Feedy, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the reigning champion, correct? And the commissioner of this league? Uh, if yes. I read the notes correctly? I, I mean fantastic roster i'm just going to run through the keepers that i would suggest and it's pretty straightforward when i look at it there's there's one question mark uh i think i might have towards the end um but uh, a quarterback i think you keep deshaun watson out of the ones that you've got between him and dak prescott that's just me personally i don't know how you guys feel about it dak i'm so i'm so torn with dak this year because I feel like the past attempts are going to come down quite a bit for them um, with the change from Kellen Moore to Schottenheimer as the OC. They want to run the ball more. Um, maybe that takes away some of the turnover problems that Dak had last year. He's got the upgrade in weapons, but I don't know how it's going to play out. I would rather take the upside bet on Deshaun Watson with his offense than Dak with, with Dallas' offense. Um, you guys agree I don't with that? They're do you gonna, think it's a good pick no, out of those two? I
3: disagree. I would take Dak. I don't think okay. they're going to be quite as run heavy as a lot of people think. Um, I know they made the offensive coordinator change, but they went and got Brandon Cooks in that offense. This, this, I mean, they got Dak a quarterback. They didn't add anything at running back.
1: I was going to say the personnel doesn't really add up for them to lean into the run more. Like, Why wouldn't they... If they wanted to run the
3: ball, they would have. Wouldn't? Don't you think they would have added maybe somebody is, in the draft at running back, or they would have gone and got Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook or brought well, Zeke back.
2: Zeke Zeke is still rumored to potentially go back. If that happens, I don't know That's how true. I think about it. That's true. Um, and I brought
3: up uh, Dalvin Cook for them as well. I heard some rumors that about that as yeah, well. So
2: and he has been rumored there as well. It feels like they're just still kind of waiting to sign that veteran. Like if Leonard Fournette goes there, is anybody going to be really shocked about that? Probably not. No, No. Um, especially with the gruesome injury that uh, happened to Pollard at the end there. That was just horrible. But um, my boy Blue, (laughs) (laughs) I that I can bring this up now. This is where my tenth selection kind of got me going. Is do I keep have him keep uh, Jacoby Myers to kind of round out his wide receiver room, or do I just take both quarterbacks, go with Dak and Deshaun Watson, and then you can kind of move forward? I think that's probably the move here now that I'm yeah. talking with the three guys. I agree. I, agree. I would. So, I absolutely. Yeah, just to keep that going. Um But to go into the running back room, I think you got a fantastic running back room. Austin Eckler. I don't think we got to go crazy with Austin Eckler here. We know how good he is. He's got number one RB overall potential, and he's no longer disgruntled with his contract because he has the chance to earn incentives, which is great because that means he's going to play to earn those incentives. So that's even better for fantasy. Um, Tony Pollard. We kind of just talked about him. Uh, Half PPR RB seven last year, I think. If I'm correct on that, I got to look that up again. But uh, he's a guy, no doubt. Didn't even so crack. Explosive. Yeah. Didn't even crack 200 carries last year. And now 220 carries are uh vacated with the loss of Ezekiel Elliott. Even if they brought Zeke back, I don't care. Tony Pollard is going to be, you know, that he's pushing for a top five finish. Um, Just he might start the season a little slow, depending on the injury and how he's faring with that. But once you get past the first couple of weeks, there's no worries with uh Tony Pollard on my end. Brees Hall. I'm a Brees Hall lover. I think he's got the chance to be a top five running back. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Um, You pair him up with Aaron Rodgers. He could have 70 targets. He could be the Aaron Jones of this offense. Um, And we saw how good he was last year when he was healthy. He Mm -hmm. I know that uh, Ken Walker is like the talk of he was the best running back rookie. But if Brees Hall was healthy, Ken Walker would be not close to in my opinion. You think he's going to be ready to start the season? I do. I think at at the very least you're gonna see him on the field. I don't know. I think it's kind of like a Pollard situation. Are you are you gonna get what you're most likely gonna get for the majority of the season in week one with Breesol? Probably not. But you're once you get past a couple weeks, you're second going to half get, of the year could be a huge for him. Oh well, big time. And, the, and, and I don't the even think it will like, take that
0: long. It was a clean ACL, which all ACLs suck, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But like at least it's not multiple ligaments. And then the second thing is the weeks that he played, he was out-carried by Michael Carter. Which so is he great. doesn't even need a full workload to be, and I think he was like RB6 during that stretch. Like mm-hmm. The dude is just that guy.
3: And he's catching yeah. balls down the field too. Yeah. Explosive. He,
2: I have not looked up a dot on him compared to the rest of the league. I have it on one of my spreadsheets, but it's gotta be it's got to be up there inside the top 10 for the running back position because it felt like he was always
1: targeted close to the first down marker every single time.
2: So, My favorite
1: thing about him is the way they used him. They were so creative with him. Um, yeah. There was that one. He he, he had a carry that Against he took Packers. to the house, but it, they had some really weird misdirection stuff going on with it. But then all of a sudden, Brees is breaking out the other side, just gone. It was badass.
2: Yeah, it was great. It actually reminded me of the way that uh, ETN is used a little bit with Jacksonville, especially mm-hmm. with the outside swing runs. Like the minute I see ETN going to the outside, I know he's probably going. Yeah, you're in trouble. Years. no, um, and Maybe. it seemed like when they did that with Brees, they finally broke out and did that. They put Conklin and another tight end in there because they have a fairly deep tight end room and you could swing it all the way out and it worked great. So uh, yeah. long story short, I love Brees Hall. So there's nothing there that I'm going to shy away from. AJ Dillon as a four is great. If he was your two, like a lot of people had him last year, you'd be so disappointed. But as you're four, you can't ask for anything better. And if anything happens to uh, Aaron Jones, you know, he's one of the backs that's going to shoot up into that, you know, 17 opportunity, touch opportunity per game type of stat. Um, Fairly good wide receiver core. You've got Amari Cooper, who I had zero faith in with uh, percent last year, and he just smashed me in the face with that. Um, uh, He's going to be perfectly fine with Deshaun Watson. And I think this year, you know with Watson getting probably more into a rhythm um they drafted uh what was it Cedric Tillman is that the rookie that they drafted to be the outside yeah. compliment to him and then yeah. DJP is going to kind of stay inside with Njoku um I think it's a, a fairly competent wide receiver core where he's going to have enough pressure taken off of him in terms of coverage um and then Chris Godwin I I think everybody's down on the Bucks right now, but if there's anybody that could probably succeed with Mayfield, it's gotta be Chris Godwin. I mean, it only makes sense. Like you're going to get in redraft, you're getting him at a massive value right now. I feel like in dynasty, you're also getting him at a value too. Um, and it, (laughs) If you don't want to keep a part of this because you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like in 2024, let him have a few really good games to start the season. Flip him for a good asset because I think he's young enough. He's proven in enough at this point of his career. If he starts to prove the doubters wrong early in the season, you're going to get a good return. We swapped out Jacoby Myers for Dak Prescott and then uh, David Njoku. I think he's got top five tight end potential in that offense this year. Um, yeah. It's it's still a wide range of outcomes, but well, at Njoku. the very least you've got a, you've got a tight end one in Njoku. So you take that all day with uh, what's compared to the rest of your roster.
0: Yeah. If you don't have one of those top end guys at tight end, you just got to go following by numbers and hope something hits. And he's right. definitely one of the, you know, the top eight guys
2: for sure. Yeah. You, you, you keep that. I I think this roster is very good. I think it's got a chance to make another deep run. I mean, You know, you already you already won last year. You found a way to win with Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson as your quarterbacks late in the season, which is crazy to me because they didn't have great late season uh, production. But you've you've built this roster to a point where I think you've got it and good to run for the next few years. I mean, Eckler's getting older, but Brees Hall, Tony Pollard and even A.J. Dillon is on the younger side. He'll take over hopefully soon for uh, Aaron Jones in the soon in the near future. And, you know, now you've got three really good running backs there.
1: I'm this might I'm be a mad. good time to jump in and say our guy here is getting Mr. Bijan. Oh, perfect. Whoa. yes, thank you. <laughs> I <forgot> I <laughs> that, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit uh, of a game changer there. <laughs>
2: yeah, just just a tiny bit of a game changer. Um, wow, I mean, He's who got he a... I, it. This is this is two running back, two flex league, correct? He's got to start all four of those running backs every week. <laughs> That's badass. To you have, to or do you good. flip one for a wide receiver? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's a good idea, definitely, to do. Who would you flip?
1: Would you do Eckler because Pollard. he's older Put Eckler on people?
3: the block. 28 years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way yeah, to go. Yeah, that's you a can, good point if you're looking long-term. You can so get what you Maud want. For
0: Eckler. But if you flip to B, John, like, what would you get, though? Like, you can point. Get
2: any wide receiver <laughs> that you want, pretty much. Like, maybe that's go to right. an attack Maybe attack one home's team and get what you want <laughs>
0: right like, ooh, you know what i mean you need a one running back i need a wide receiver
2: mod yeah. if you're listening
0: don't do it <laughs> I know. well here he listen we said don't do it resist the yeah. urge he's probably don't tuned do up it. this don't <laughs> <do it. laughs>
2: um i'm a big t higgins guy so i i honestly think t higgins is one of those rare no, number 2s on an offense that's a top 12 receiver so i think he's yeah. set with a uh, wide receiver so That would be the place to upgrade, but I don't think you have to, I should say. I think that's the way to do it, especially with Bijan going in your RB room. You can stand Pat and make the run. Maybe upgrade a quarterback if you're not comfortable with I was going to say, you could
3: even trade one of these quarterbacks. You don't need Dak and Watson in one quarterback league.
2: Right, unless you're super gun shy about injuries to somebody, like I. But I'm, I'm, I don't play like that in a one QB league. You just right. waiver wire a guy after that, yeah. in my opinion. Unless you've got someone who's got a really bad track record, but you know their upside's worth it. And if you're
0: unlucky with injuries, like it's probably not your year.
2: Right, there's nothing you can do. It happens to everybody. You're, you, yep. if you play fantasy long enough, you will have the year where six of your guys go out in the first eight <sighs> week.
1: Probably multiple
2: times. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we've all been there. All right, I think that brings us to our final team of the league, and that's over in Southwest Division, and it's Voda for Dennis. Oh, Voda! This is
2: the this is the team that's got like half the first round
1: picks as well. Yes, correct. Okay, yes.
2: Perfect way to end this. Are we gonna like (laughs) Um... Zach talk about Trevor Lawrence?
1: You don't want that. We'll be here well, all night.
0: How that long? Kind of how long like, yeah, we're already going pretty long. I don't think we got time for that one. No, um, we don't. Anyway, Voda. So he tries hard, loves the league. Um, I got to be honest, Voda. This is the team I've been thinking the longest about. Um, you know, it's not apples to apples, but four years ago in my main Dynasty League, I was a similar spot where you are now. I'm just going to rip the band aid. Your team is a long way away. A long way. Um, but rebuilding can be a lot of fun if you take the right perspective. Um, and you're off to a good start. You got four first round of picks this year. So that's a great, you know, uh, way to kickstart things and get some energy and have people to cheer for. It did say in the description that you're, you, you lack some patience at times. Like, I'm just telling you right now, like, 2025 is, like, if everything. It. Right. If, if everything hits, 2025 is the first year you're going to be any, anywhere decent. Just be prepared now. That said, um, I really – I'm excited for you. Like I said, rebuilding can be a lot of fun. So I ranked your guys. Uh, Jameson Williams is your one, um, and that kind of says everything right there. Uh, if that's your top asset, you know, regardless. Uh, I think the, the dude was electric speed-wise. Uh, like I, I still have never seen a guy in college, like, just separate with pure speed like he has. Um, it's just incredible. Um, JK Downs love him. Um, I think he's poised for a good year. Trevor Lawrence really broke out towards the last half of the year. Last year. Um, he could be taking that, st- um, that next step up to that top echelon of quarterbacks, uh, Pacheco, same thing. Great second half of the year. Um, so those four guys are, you know, they're young and they're going someplace. Uh, After that, you got some kind of upside injury kind of guys. You got Darnell Mooney, who you know I think he should be ready for training camp. And then, as uh, Ryan has said, sometimes it really helps bringing in that alpha for the number two, the for the
2: number one to become the number two. He was best with Allen Robinson, and I think he can do the same type of thing with DJ Moore now. Eighty catch, one thousand yards. He did that as a second year player,
0: so he's a good. He's a good. Uh, Greg Dortch, we mentioned him already. Uh, At times, volume monster. Um, oh, yeah. that's my sixth. Seventh, I have Chuba Hubbard. Uh, you know, we're just I got a lot of handcuff running back guys just because you just got to hope that they hit their value and you can flip them when the time comes. Uh, Hunter Renfro, he might be getting a deal. They brought in Jacoby Myers, kind of says what you need to know. You know, I feel like that's kind of overlaying s- strengths as far as like slot possession kind of guys. Um, Isaiah Spiller, you know, Eckler is. You know, getting up there, he is a smaller guy, so maybe Siller could get a couple weeks where he has the run of it, and then Zamir White. Um, you know, I with uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, saying that he wants to hold out for a good deal, maybe Zamir has some run. And again, um, you know, like I said, you, you're gonna have to make deals. You're gonna have to take some risks here, and so hold on to these handcuff running back and hope. Be smart as far as when you try to strike these deals hit these contending teams and maybe you get you know some future picks that can help reload high upside guys um so like i said i think jamo lawrence maybe pacheco um line up either timeline um but the rest i'd be looking to sell and honestly anybody in this lineup if someone comes with a good offer i would deal them right away um the next two years should be all about acquiring picks and players who haven't peaked yet. It definitely sucks. Not, I mean, sucks donating your buy ins to a champion every year. I get it. But when you turn around, it'll be so worth it. If you go like a true, you know, Phoenix from the ashes kind of thing. Um, I'd be on the lookout for players who get hurt and try and buy them. Uh, players with potentially expanding roles. And then just like, honestly, just death. Uh, you, you're just, you need some help, man. Um, I'd be willing to keep a lot of these running backs. I've already mentioned, just uh, just hoping that they hit their parts. All right, tough parts out of the way. Let's talk draft because that's that's what this team's all about, right? That's that's what you're looking forward to. That's the fun part, right? So every league's different. I don't know how well as far as like what positions get valued more highly. That said, this draft should be an investment um, in drafting over like past your 23 season. Don't worry about right now. Worry about 24, 25, 26, AKA avoid running back. Now, maybe if somebody falls to you who's really good that shouldn't fall to you, take them. But I'd be looking at wide receivers with this 103 or 104. Um, There's four really good ones. Pick your two that you like. Um, The 111, the 112, it's hard to project because you don't know how the six picks are going to go in between you. I would still stick with a non-running back. Um, I think one of those picks has to be a tight end. You don't have a tight end in the roster. There's three good guys in this draft. I would pick one of them, and then the other one, the 112. It's hard to say. I would maybe consider flipping it if you can get a second or third player, second or third year player who hasn't really broken out yet, or maybe cut off injury. Um, I'd consider QB, maybe Anthony Richardson, if you like him. Um, the key thing is adding someone whose value will increase. The 12th guy drafted can be tough to get, um, you know, hit on. So i take the guy that has a path to start on, you know, I would swing for the fences. It's your fourth pick in the first round. Hopefully you're adding, you know, like I said, those two wide receivers that you feel confident in. You're getting one of those top three tight ends. You pre- should be pretty, pretty confident with those three guys. That last four, first round pick, either flip it or go for someone that can hit the stars. Um, and then I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to hurt leverage in your lineup, I, uh, leverage in your league. Uh, same thing with Blair and grow it out. You know, I've looked at these teams. I thought a lot about them. If you want to DM me, um, at Madison underscore madman, I'll be happy to give more details. I just didn't want to hurt your leverage because, um, you know, like I said, I think voter really needs to make some moves in this league and I don't
2: want to be giving away the blueprint. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, absolutely that's the one thing to kind of think about with this uh doing it for the first time it's like oh crap did we just screw somebody over by accident
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so dennis and i um are our home league we paid last off season for some guys to do the same thing and one of our gripes about it was like these dudes just straight up told everybody what to do to everybody and we were like we don't want to like do it that way so yeah we both had the idea like with our division hit us up on Twitter go to our DMs we're more than happy to help you guys out because like we love doing this stuff but at the same time that way we can give you a little bit more honed in advice um, without being like hey you should go to this guy and try and get blank and blank from him for blank and blank because then that guy's going to be like oh screw you I want more so yeah hit us all up on Twitter um, we're happy to help. Yeah. Absolutely. Who, who like in that podcast <laughs> last
0: year, who did they say had the best team? I forget.
2: Oh, uh, it was Dennis. Oh, okay. I'm just okay. Oh really <laughs> it. he did just talk about rebuilding a couple years ago too. So don't let him get too humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's very true. Now
1: I the one thing I have to say about Voda here is that with with the keeper settings and not full on dynasty, your path to flipping this can be faster. Yeah, um, and yeah. because if you play this draft, right, point. you could loan up load up on ammo that you could just trade off this season. Um so that kind of gives you an extra layer to try and like, you know, leap yourself into the the rebuilding process a little bit further.
3: That's an interesting strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just take a bunch of guys you can flip, get those draft picks for those future years and then
2: you're you're in real good shape for your rebuild starting next year yeah because you hold the keys uh, what is it is it five first round picks we counted up i think like it's four, four? you yeah. you hold the keys like you can really screw some people over in that first round where they want somebody and you can make that flip happen big time and like like schultz he said it's not dynasty it is just keeper so there's more movement off season to off season than uh than a dynasty league
1: so your options are much wider cool um that was our last team there i think we're gonna go around here um you know what i was gonna say we're all gonna say our winner but we all know we're all on on the uh same boat here and it's mwad dave let's go um for sure sorry to everybody else but
0: (laughs) waddle should not be allowed to be a flex don't fuck
1: this up mwad dave (laughs) yeah like
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <fuck it> <laughs> respect to everybody pressure. in the league it's going to be but... real embarrassing if you don't win this league
1: <laughs> we're going to make give
3: you a dunce team. cap if you and, the, and these guys did a, a, a they ordered a second podcast so we'll be catching up with you during the Ooh, season well, I can't Dude. wait I'm invested be in this uh, you better be in first place undefeated killing these guys
1: so I'm going to throw it out there that I'm, I'll some give the horse. option. It, you guys can pick a postseason or a trade deadline. We are open for either one of your choice. I think both would be very fun. Or
3: you can order a third one. We'll do both.
1: That too. <laughs> Alex is chilling hard. Always
0: <laughs> all,
3: gotta be you guys want
1: to talk
0: some Dark Horse teams? Some non-mod teams that we really like? Because I yeah, got one so I really like.
1: Let's go around and each of us will will throw one Dark Horse out real quick before we get out of here. Um and Dennis, you apparently got one you love, so hit us.
0: Dude, I think Log Legends is a legit freaking team, man. Um it needs to a little a luck with the older players as far as Keenan and Evans and Nuke and Waller staying healthy. But if they do, that lineup's absolute bawling out. And so I think they could definitely contend. Um, I like that team a lot. And like I said, I don't all props to Mod, but I'm I'm an underdog guy. So I'm, I'm cheering for you, Log Legends.
1: Legends. Yeah, I like that squad a lot too. Um, with the top three running backs, I mean, you're looking at potentially three top twelve running backs, and right. you still got C.D. Evans, Nuck, Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this team too. I think Log Legends is might be might be your leading contender past Maude, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I have to change mine now, so don't go to me next.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, about Sporty? I
0: like Sporty. Lamar
3: Jackson. I think Lamar gives you – just having Lamar gives you a shot. Um, He's got to work on his running backs, but if he hits a running back, he's got DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. Maybe Traylon Burks has a breakout season. I don't think this guy's going to be the champion, but, you know – Amar, I think those guys give you a chance. This he guy is, is going to
1: be a pain in the ass, that's for sure. In the good <laughs> kind of way.
0: 102 is helpful for this running back situation,
1: for
2: sure. Yeah. I, of I like Blar. I kind of like Blar looking at it more and more. Um, Ooh. I, yeah, I do. I think you're right with that one. I really like, obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts. It, We've talked about it. Having one of those top four guys that I have in that like elite tier, it gives you a uh, Travis Kelsey's style uh, positional advantage every single week, and it really does. And Hertz led the league in points per game last year. So I think that having him gives you that positional advantage. Stevenson is a locked-in RB1. Akers, has, Akers was the RB4 over the last six weeks of last season. And he got what Zach Evans in the sixth round is competition for touches with Stafford coming back cup, coming back. I, I, I think that he's, you know, I think he's a dark horse to finish as a top 15 running back, just like this team would be more of a dark horse to win James cook. It's so as I'm looking at this, it's the wide range of outcomes for some of these guys, James cook, big time upside. Gabe Davis. I mean, we all hate Gabe Davis after last year, but are we going to be pissed off when we don't draft him when he finishes as a top twelve wide receiver this year? Damn right, we're going to be pissed off when that happens. So, <laughs> don't count like, on. it's it's possible, <laughs> and that's his wide receiver four. Like, he could flip yeah. Rodgers if he wants to for some decent capital. Uh, commit at tight end, you know, whatever he gets, eighty five to ninety targets a year, he'll be perfectly fine. Who cares? I think they have a shot, especially. Looking at the rest of the division, uh, he's the runaway favorite, in my opinion, for that division, even with really? the, the Tyreek Hill wide receiver squad uh with grow out it,
1: or grow it out. Uh him having Amon Ra too is just badass because yeah, I, I think in that out. offense, I mean you're gonna get your splash from JMO when he comes back, but I think no matter what, Amon Ra is just gonna be that like hundred catch dude every year. Yeah. Ten targets oh, yeah. every week. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of a doubter on him. Like I wasn't super a huge believer, but it's just like, damn! Once this guy started, it's just undeniable. Watching his brother in the league first didn't help me with anything. like oh. That <laughs> Lord, god, man.
0: don't don't get me started on EQ Saint. Brown.
2: <laughs>
1: I live um, literally like fifteen minutes from Notre Dame, and that's okay. where that Saint Brown went. Yep. So of course, everyone around here thought he'd be good.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a Notre Dame College football fan myself, actually. So I I've I watch nothing but tight ends play football in college and then randomly end up on NFL rosters and they all start. <laughs> I didn't say I was a fan, I said
1: I just live here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not really much of a college fan. I, I am for like gambling and prospects. I just don't have a team yeah i i
2: it's hard for me to watch i put so much into nfl i can't i can't divide my focus like that right Not with me. four
1: kids man it's it's too much <laughs> dude it's enough with one right <laughs> all right yeah, boy, yeah, I think... I, i'm excited to catch
0: up on this league halfway through the year or at end of the year or maybe both i think it should both? be a competitive league i'm pumped
1: yeah, yeah dude I this can... is fun um I'm excited to see how this league shapes up, especially to see some of the the middle middling teams that we talked about. Where you've got, you know, a month into the season, you're going to have to make a decision on where you're going. I'm excited to see where you know the the way the landscape of this changes, um, and then also to see how the drafts play out. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really unique league and fun one to pay attention to. Absolutely. you guys want
0: to share our Twitter handles in case they want to DM us?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
0: Right. I'm at Madison underscore Madman.
2: Yep, and uh, I'm at under uh, I'm at triple FTP. Um, I mean, that's everything for my social media. I got Facebook and everything too. So if you don't have Twitter and you want to go to other social media sites, you I'm on pretty much
1: everything <clears throat> at the same handle uh you can find me at schultzy um if you're watching you can see it down there on the screen if not it's s-c-h-u-1-t-z-y yeah i'm at a underscore johnson ff
3: and you can also join the yards per fantasy discord we'll help you in there as well
1: Definitely. hell yeah go follow all of us follow yards per um read some awesome articles listen to some other awesome podcasts um Watch us fire interns on Twitter like Elon Musk. <laughs> it's, yes. it's great times. There's no rules. Yes. Um, Put your shirt back we on. Literally, uh, I would, <laughs> all right, fine. I won't take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> with all of that, um, this, that, I'm Zach. I already mentioned that. We had Alex up there, Dennis. We had Ryan. This was honestly super cool. A lot of fun. Can't wait to follow Definitely. up with you guys. Um, yeah. Can't wait. We're here for you if you need anything.